0: everyone. Welcome back to There Will Be Dungeons. We're going to play D&D tonight, and we're going to do it under the auspices that Bo Schwartz dons his DM hat and points us in all the right directions. Uh, That would be me, Scott Johnson, John Jagger, Kristen Ashton, and, of course, Kyle Ferguson. And we're about to get into it for real. But before we get going too far, a couple of things. First, an email from a listener who uh, went to the website and sent that message. That's therewillbedungeons.com. His name is Ross, and he says the following... Just something funny to mention. I was listening to the episode through headphones and got to... Oh, he's talking about episode 70, by the way. And I got to the bit where the turrets got activated at the security gate. At the exact same time, the fire alarm in our, in our building went off. I actually thought it was part of the audio of the podcast, so I just sat there. Wow. Someone actually had to come by and knock on my desk. Ah, well, the dangers of listening to podcasts while at work, I guess. Thanks, Ross. Thanks, <laughs> Ross. It's okay that that's I picture fine. him as Ross Geller, right? That's okay that he looks like that in my head from Friends. That's uh, Fine, right? Yeah, I,
1: that's totally I don't okay. know. I don't know if that's a compliment to anybody. It oh, may not be. Oh, it Silver's may not be. All right. He's all yeah,
2: right. He ran through the airport, right? Like he got the he got the gal. He got
0: it where it counted, and in the end, he's in more serious things now than he, any of the rest of that cast. So I guess hats off to.
1: That's true. He did fine yeah. in the
0: end. Well done, David Schwimmer.
3: Was it a fake al- fire alarm?
0: N- well, no. We Like a, a test alarm? I yes, mean? it was, it was a, a test alarm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So still mandatory to get up and leave, but he thought it was us. So uh, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment to our sound work, and we'll keep that up. Uh, thank you for that, Ross Kennedy. Oh, I didn't mean to give his last name. Well, anyway, sorry. Ross Kennedy is his name, and he's great. Uh, also a real quick note that Bo is drinking a tea from phoenixpearltea.com inspired by our campaign. Bo, what are you drinking today? What do you got?
3: I'm drinking my favorite. It's Diantalis Archfay Archfave Carnage. If you like caffeine and green leaves that look like that, yeah. then you should be drinking Dientalus Archfave Carnage.
0: Nice. However,
3: I spilt it all over my table. Um, I don't recommend doing that. <laughs>
0: What, just the spelling? And I'll show you part, what
3: the package yeah. looks like for your video viewers. It looks like this, but this is the Fate 4 package. Oh, nice
0: Product placement. Weow, 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 weow. You can get more of also, that over uh, PhoenixBrillTea.com slash TWBD for uh, all the available themed teas that we have uh, through them. And big thanks to them for continuing to offer those. All right. Uh, at the end of the show, I'll talk about the cool thing that's going out this month along with our bonus episode for supporters of the show. So stick around till the end for that. But before we uh, do anything else, let's get to Kristen and her wrap-up of what happened previously on There Will Be Dungeons.
4: Last time on There Will Be Dungeons, the tumbling tentacled toy touched the tiefling, and Hope filched the figure of the menacing mind flayer. Nash and Hope continued their combing of the creepy corridors, cautiously coming to a console colored Kelly connected to a keyboard. Having tested tech before, Nash taught typing, positing a password. They were queathed with a quest. Come to the conference room and gear up the glasses. Reconvening, all four drudged down the dreary drag indistinctly illuminated with inflamed inventions. Varel led, loudly lauding his legendary labels. Seeking the sound, little luminant lobes of light looped around him, nibbling on his noggin. Nash was also beset with the buggers after belting his own ballads about bygone brands. Stanley and Hope, however, repelled the round rarities founding fear into the floating foragers. Finally, they found their fix, a circular center set up in a suite and special specs with fibers fastening the focals to fascinating features. Aiming to avoid an ambush, Nash took to task, fixing the frames to his face while the remainder readied for a ruse. He was installed into the illusion of an illithid employed at an evil enterprise and conversed with Charles Dickens, the quest texter. He opposed Uve perfidious plan to pool their planes and had produced a postponement. Download a drive with deleterious data to a digital domain to prolong the project. Nash asked for aid. Hope hopped in to help. Together, they commandeered a companionless computer and Nash networked. A passing purveyor peeked at Nash's performance, calling into question his cutting a compulsory convention. Upload unblemished, Hope and Nash flung their frames, only to ascertain an alarm alerting adversaries in their own actuality. Burning hounds bounded at the beleaguered and sizable as... Uh, sizable security simian sock surfaces into sand stanley immediately incapacitated the burliest beast snapping it into a snail nash volumized varel leaving the lizard large enough to wield the whelps as weapons the puppy peril now perished all focused on finishing the fuming feral fighters that still had fury to focus now rejoin our heroes as they apprehend the aberrant apes Will they be able to break the brutishness of burly beasts? Did the data do its job in the other realm? And who would perform such an act of animal cruelty as to dress up giant apes in security guard outfits? Stay tuned for today's adventure in the wide world of The Wastes.
0: Chat room mentions they like to follow uh, Kyle's eyes as they read the text that she's reading. It's a fun little sub game you can play here if you're watching live on their (laughs) OB Dungeons. All right, Bo, it's back to you and the fray we found ourselves in last week.
3: Security yells out the giant orange ape as it smashes the ground all around. And I don't remember what turn we left on. So we're just going to go with our initiative that we had last week. Uh, which means that the hounds are about to attack Varel from behind as uh, firstly, the hounds in his hands fight to break free. Now, keep in mind everyone, Varel is giant-sized enlarged by Nash's concentration spell. 23. Alright, that is a... You get to keep the other one. You struggle with the other hellhound to keep it in your hand. 16. All right, and they both remain in hand. Uh, Behind you, nipping at your heels, are two hellhounds. They both bite at you. Um, And they do not meet the requirements of your AC. That is armor class, so they don't bite. Uh, Stanley, it is now your turn. There are two hellhounds in Varel's hand, two behind him, nipping at his heels. A giant, demonic, ape-like creature directly in front of you. Hope and Nash are in the corners of the room.
1: Alright, so I guess first of all, I'm going to once again call upon the Mantle of Inspiration and give all of the party a chance to refresh their 8 temporary hit points if they are not at 8 or have lost them. Refreshing. And uh, allow them to move up to their movement speed, burning their reaction if they do so. But it will prevent an opportunity attack.
0: Is that always what it does? It burns your reaction. Uh when you use uh, all, yes. every time? Not just the refreshing if, time or something. Only time? if you
1: use it. If you don't move, you get to keep your reaction. Okay. Uh, uh and then I will move away from the ape and target it with a What's the name of the spell? Booming Blade that's going to be a natural 20.
3: Nice! Okay. Because it's a spell attack with an attack roll, you get to double your damage dice.
1: Oh, jeez. Uh, okay. I got so excited about the 20, I don't remember what I'm doing! Uh, okay. <laughs> so that's going to be 4d8 to roll. Yay. Okay. Uh, that's going to be that's going to be a total of 25 damage to it
3: okay perfect so you booming blade thunderous force the blade an ethereal blade fires out at it piercing it with thunderous damage but it, it takes very little notice of <laughs> sent out and okay. skin and fur ripples and begins to bleed and little tufts of blood clump on the fur.
1: That is gonna do it for my turn.
2: rasvim Raspedic. Alright. Got two puppies in hand, I'm gonna wail on the two puppies behind me. Okay, okay. Puppy attack. Left to left. Seventeen. Alright, sorry, let me get the step block. Yep, it's a hit. Coop.
3: That look. Ooh. Tiny damage. Uh
2: eight to that one. Alright. Smash that one for eight points. Did you add your D4 from Bigness? I sure did. Okay. Rolled a one on everything. Well, a 20 not natural for the All right to right.
3: Alright, it hits again. You smash both hellhounds, each with their own hellhound. Six. Alright, you smash them both. The pieces of ember fall off the one on the left. I should say the right. It depends which way you're facing. The bottommost one. Pieces of ember fall off of it. And it goes, Hee, he, he. It whelps a little bit and licks its fiery body because it
2: hurts. Then I'll do a flame burst now that security monkey's in range. Does he okay. take the three damage? Uh,
3: Let's see. Oh, I closed the window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's a danger when playing online. Does he take the damage? Let's see.
2: He takes one point of damage. Damn. Okay, cool. Knowledge is power. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I also <laughs> forgot, Bo. Did I need to give you my damage types between piercing and thunder? Or was it okay that I... Uh,
3: you actually do, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't have an effect. You, okay. You know, you took... Oh, thunder, right? Yep. Okay, you're good. Okay, but thank you for the reminder. Anything else you'd like to do with your turn, Big Varel? That's it. All right, Hope or Nash? Sorry, it's your turn. Hope is the last on the lost.
0: Oh, Nash's turn? Really? Nash's turn. Yeah, I think the order is off. That's okay though. Um. Okay. Um. Oh crap! I have to think now.
3: So you just recently Dord into the corner of the room because you were being cornered. Yeah. My also- giant kennel
0: of fiery hounds. Also hurting kind of bad. Um, Alright, I'm gonna, from this vantage point, send a, uh, hurl a bolt of fire. Um, 120 foot range on that, that should be enough right there. Uh, uh, at who? and Security monkey. Fire bolt, not ball. Okay, does anyone want to... But knowledge is at- power. <laughs> but, but it's bolt, not ball.
3: We're okay with a bit of table talk between players. If somebody, he, Scott's doing fully work, Let's, we'll cut him some slack. What, hey, well,
1: hey, Scott, while you were doing foley work, you may want to note that Varel's flame burst did not do full damage.
0: Oh shit! Table talk. Uh, you're okay. right. I did miss well, that. <laughs> Everyone's just being cagey. I thought fun, you're being. Yes. I thought you were being careful because it was a. Uh, you thought I meant ball, which would kill everybody or cause a big problem. But you're right. Fire, fire, bad. Uh, in that case, let's try the opposite of that. Give him some cold damage. But I'm going to need to be... far. Let me, let me get my range right before I do my movement. So he's going to be... How many feet do I need to be? 60? Oh, I'm still good. All right, from here, I'm going to do Ray of Frost, uh, okay. which is... 2d8 plus 1d8. 3d8 damage. Uh, I got to do it to hit. Hold on. (laughs) All right, that's 18 to hit. Okay, it is
3: a... Drumroll, please hit.
0: Okay. Uh, My damage is going to be... 1, 2, 3...
3: 13 total. 13 damage, wow. Yeah, not um, bad. Wow. Says Owen
0: Wilson... I'm a ray of, uh,
3: (laughs) can you describe the spell for
0: us? Uh, I don't know what that was. Uh, yes, I, uh, rear back and I say, You're a tough, fire-resistant monkey, I'm told. Well, how about a little cold? And I hurl my arm spastically as ice fires out of my palms.
3: Okay, you fire the cold out to the giant orange ape that's trying to punch Varel, and you notice the damage is not very effective. And he only takes half the damage.
0: Elemental monkey. Alright.
3: So, six points of damage.
0: uh, Yeah, you rounded down, but that's okay. Mm, That's what I was supposed (laughs) to do. I know. (laughs) Alright. Takes six points of
3: damage as a little patch of fur on his back turns icy. (laughs) Doesn't really look like you damaged it so much as made his hair really cold on his back. It goes...
0: (laughs) Alright, so then I'll... Sorry, man. That's fine. Uh, That'll be my turn, though. Alright, Hope, you're up.
4: Okay, Hope is going to... run up the room putting the desk between her and Varel and the dogs and the ape and she's gonna fire off her final radiant dart bullet mm-hmm. at the giant ape let's see is it your <laughs> last
3: shot in your six shooter
4: yeah uh, with this set of bullets 22 uh,
3: 22 it is a hit
4: perfect Five, six, six. Roll that, uh, 12 damage it looks like.
3: 12 damage but the radiant dart has an additional
4: Yes, for the undeader fiends.
3: Roll your additional damage dice.
4: Nice Get rid of that Oh, that Come on, come on What? Okay. Oh, I see what's going on, sorry okay, Uh, 7
3: <laughs> So 7 plus 13, did I get, get all those numbers right? Uh, Seven plus twelve. Seven plus twelve is nineteen. Okay, so perfect. All right. So the radiant, the radiant, like a, a giant flash of white light fires from your pistol, and it hits him in the back, and he goes awesome. as it as it hits him in the back, and like a patch of white light just sort of shines underneath his skin, and he's scratches the back furiously, like trying to get it out. Uh, you really hurt him.
4: Awesome. Well, then I'll spend, uh, I, th- I think, my bonus action right, to summon the extra bullets, and then...
3: So you've used your attack action, mm-hmm. so you can't use your action for anything else but to do a second attack.
4: That's right. Okay. You don't well, get two don't...
3: actions. You, just can, you can make two attacks with with one attack action. Clear as mud, you, I know.
4: You know what? I'm going to use my action surge, and I'll unjam my arm gun.
3: Okay. It'll you know is it what, yeah okay well we can do that yep you take your six seconds to, try to look see what's in it you see that the bullet's jammed in there you sort of knock your hand ding, 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 clear out the bullet that was lodged in there
4: cool and that'll be it fix the
3: mechanism okay perfect so in a furious rage the giant ape yells Ugh! <laughs> And he leaps into the sky. Uh, Varel, opportunity... Oh, have you used yes. your reaction move? No. Opportunity No, attack. I did not. And for as soon as reason. he
1: moves, he also takes another d8 of thunder damage, which is seven.
3: Alright, seven. Perfect.
5: Ooh.
3: So he shimmers with lightning as he jumps up into the air. <laughs> or thunder. <laughs> it's not lightning damage, it's thunder.
2: Puppy slam for 23. As it's attack. a hit, it's a hit. Ten points of damage.
3: Ten points of damage. All right, describe how you kill him as he ragdolls up into the air. Oh, oh
2: I want to, like, uh, sap him with the puppy. I like, okay, just, so just thunk on the back of the neck when he turned around and jumped away. So All his right. sort of unconscious body oh, propels itself a distance. <laughs>
3: perfect yeah so that's exactly what happens you nail him on the back of the head and the force of the blow is such that after all the damage he's taken you're and his lifeless corpse just flies into the corner towards Nash Nash need you make a dexterity save
0: please shit
5: no (laughs) No. not
0: that this makes any difference but I was reminded that um I have elemental adept it means my cold damage spells ignore resistance so he should have taken that full damage you wouldn't
5: oh Oh, really
3: it had
0: to be pointed out to me before i could point it out to you so don't, uh, I, this isn't me being smart this is me being reminded I'd yeah, forgotten. i would forgotten did
3: you to remember your your, your, your my shit for me place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: elemental add up means
3: you ignore resistance one, of, 12, the, one of the one nice. of the things
0: is that my cold damage spells ignore resistance just your cold yeah i think so i, uh, I need to i'll dig into there more but that's the surface understanding that i have but it, not that it matters. You would uh, still I, have to have—he'd still be doing this killing blow business, I think. So it wouldn't have mattered that much. Okay. Anyway, uh, so he's coming at me. And what'd you say I had to roll? Sorry. No, oh, sorry. Actually, oh, elemental I had to cold. Weird.
3: Ability score. Okay, go ahead.
0: Uh, what was I rolling? I the you guys, dexterity, save, dexterity. Sorry. Okay. No, you're fine. I have no bonus to dexterity so um, that'll be a that'll, ooh, it's a 16 okay
3: um, perfect so uh, the giant ape flies in your general direction you barely make it out of the way you do take a, uh, 7 points of damage on the way out getting hit by a flailing arm as the corpse into
0: a corner but you don't get crushed underneath it 7 points you say
3: yeah you Ugh. take a fist to the face.
0: Stanley's stuff is great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's awesome. Exactly.
3: Yeah, it's perfect. All right. All right. So where do you move over here? You move on over here. Yeah, I'll go, go way. there. I'll go the way. Yeah. All right. Perfect. All right, and the corpse of this thing now lies dead, it humped up in the corner. Humped up? Yep. Humped, <laughs> up. <laughs> humped up? Humped up? Humped up? Yeah. That- <laughs> Okay, um... uh, Does the snail get to do anything? A little snail sort of moves around on the ground.
1: (laughs) Wow, that's a fast snail. It went that far in six seconds. You weren't
3: paying attention to it. Alright, Stanley, it's your turn.
2: (laughs) Snails are faster than you don't... Snails booking it.
1: Snails are
3: faster when you don't look at them.
1: (laughs) I wish that was true. True. That, That might be true, actually. Um... All right, I am going to uh, move a little closer to Varel so I can assist with the dogs. Can I move there? Is that a table? Well, you can climb onto the table. All right, I climb onto the table. All right, jump up uh, onto the table. All right, let's do a booming blade to uh, that dog right there—the closest one to me.
3: Okay, roll the Z damage dice. So that is
1: going to. Be an eighteen to hit.
3: All right, roll your damage dice.
1: Roll the damage dice to find out. Right, how much it's damage going to done. be nine piercing damage and five okay. thunder damage. Okay, you kill it.
3: Oh. As your booming blade uh, fires out, its body explodes into embers and pieces of dog. Here <laughs> <rah,
4: woo-hoo>!
3: oh. <laughs> it
1: explodes.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's too sad
1: and then as a bonus action I am going to let go of diplomacy and as it falls to the ground say parlay and as a bonus action send diplomacy for a regular attack against the remaining dog okay roll that's going roll. to be 17 to hit
3: okay damage dice
1: That is going to be nine points of damage. Alright, you kill this
3: one with your blade. As the blade enters into it, it goes, <laughs> the sword enters in, and the body drops lifeless. Pieces of ember and, and,
1: like, lava-like rocks just drop into the ground. Victory comes with so much guilt these days.
4: yeah.
1: Uh, Alright, that's my turn. Alright, uh, Varel, it
3: is your turn. The only remaining living combatants in here are is the two dogs in your hand.
2: Sweet, I'm gonna, you know, clang them together like I'm getting rid of guards in a DC cartoon.
0: Okay, uh, <laughs> attack rolls, please. So specific.
2: Been watching Justice League, it happens a lot. <laughs> uh it's so good. All the only
4: thing we're missing is the lightning. That
2: and the double handed Kurt fist where you, like, take two hands oh, together. Yeah, and like, oh, yeah, that. It's crap. It wouldn't do a thing, well, but it's amazing. Superman loves it. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Maybe that's how he pulls his punches. Could be. Oh, holds himself back. Yeah, Yeah, do a move that wouldn't actually do anything, but because you're Superman, it hurts. 26 and a 21. Or should I roll two attacks?
2: How should I...
3: You should roll an attack for each one.
2: Cool. Well, two attacks... You have have advantage on these attacks, right? Yes. So, would both dogs take equal damage?
3: (laughs) Not sure what you're trying to show me with your hands. I've got two dogs (laughs) that I'm slamming together. (laughs) Okay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> i slamming them together.
2: Would they take the same damage, or should I roll damage separately?
4: It's on how hard you're slaving them together.
3: Uh, okay, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> Did you make your first attack roll?
2: Yes. It was a 23. Wait, 26. Okay, and now you can roll
3: the damage dice for that one. Okay. Same that as is... if you're hitting
2: a dog with a dog. Otherwise. Eight, 12. 12 damage. Okay,
3: alright. And now the second one,
2: please. Second attack is a 21. 12, 21. Okay, damage, please. 11. So mm-hmm. 23 points of damage total.
3: All right, you slam the two dogs together, and pieces of ember, like you make like this, like sort of explosion of spark and fire as you smash the fiery dogs together, and they're
5: going <laughs>
3: and they try to bite at you and struggle in your hands. Okay, uh, Nash, it is your turn. Or, yeah, Nash. Unless you want to do anything else, for real. wait, what about uh, Hope?
0: Do you skip Hope?
2: Nope. Oh. You're
3: ahead in the turn order. You, you rolled eight, and she-, she rolled seven. I keep thinking I will uh,
2: Let's let go of the dogs as a free action.
3: Oh no! Okay, you drop the dogs under the ground.
2: But well, yeah, because you know Nash is gonna go now and clean it up. You know. Yeah. Trust my friends.
3: <laughs> okay, you drop the dogs uh, in the space below you, and they hit the ground. They're immediately ready to pounce. But Nash has a turn
0: first. All right, these are our only two dogs, right? These two right here. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna remove the ninja
3: symbol from them because they're no longer being held.
0: Also, a cursory glance at all my adept stuff, and it is fire and cold. So there's that. Sorry, just been reading yeah, this. Do you we're know going.
3: where you got those extra feats from? It's crazy.
0: Uh, I could tell you later after I research my own shit because I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really don't. I'm terrible at this, this part. All right, so I don't so think I'm, you
3: should have that many feats.
0: Well, I, I don't I can't
3: remember why we got that. I'll have to look. You. Yeah, but I know you have there. magic and I should sorcerer. Yeah. That should be the only feat. You took all of your increases. No, you can do a feat
2: instead of a stat upgrade every couple levels. I think he took his stat increase every time. All right,
3: well, Nash, you just go, and I will get to the bottom
0: of it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Somehow I have the feats. I don't know that I have the stat upgrades, though, other than automatic ones. All right, anyway, uh, let's... Okay, you took
3: the feat. I see it here. I did take the feat? All right.
0: Always take the feat. That's what Quentin Tarantino says. All right, here's the uh, (laughs) uh, thing we're going to do. Love to hit them both. I'm going to spend a... Oh, that's not going to work. Hold on.
1: Are you going to use a sorcery point?
0: Yeah, to protect Varel, but there's just these two dogs. It'd be better if all that stuff around him was alive, and then I could justify it. But I was going to use a sorcery point to protect him. All right. Uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to... Did we... <laughs> Sorry, table talk. Did we determine these dogs are resistant to stuff or not? Or was well, it...
3: Fire uh, last, so last week, they're, they're resistant to fire. Okay. Well, I'm not going to... They're not, sorry, resistant. They're immune to fire.
0: They're immune, not just resistant? Okay, well, then I can't help that. Yeah,
3: they're literally flaming dogs. The dogs have, like, embers of fire vents, like, shooting out of them.
0: All right, well, I'm going to re this guy right here next to Varel. It's single target only, so I can't really AOE okay. this thing. Uh, and that will be, ooh, a 19 to hit. I assume that hits. All right. Mm -hmm. And a, whoops, that didn't (laughs) work. Whoopsie hit Stanley.
3: Sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Getting hit in the back of the head with a snowball.
0: Uh, that's 12 points total.
1: Damage okay, uh,
3: so and you said it was to the this one here,
0: yep, the one uh, the one right. to the top, or
3: yeah, 12 points of damage, and you've reduced its movement by 10. It doesn't have a save on that, right?
0: No, and you didn't, you didn't kill it, yeah, like obviously.
3: No, you didn't kill it. So you shoot, but you shoot the rain frost at it, and it covers up the vents of flame and looks around, and it starts licking where it's closed, like it doesn't like it very much at all. You've it really hurts to not be on fire for that being
0: I'm also going to move right here by Hope and that's my
4: turn
3: movement made alright Hope, your turn
4: Cool, Hope will nod at Nash as he uh, saddles up beside her and then she'll um, summon up some more radiant bullets and load up Scully
3: Okay, so you're summoning six radiant bullets? Yes. Okay, that's an action to do that, I believe. Um, And to load the gun. Uh, That is your limit on bullets for the day. Yes. Yeah, you get 12 a day. All right, uh, so you reload. Reload! Uh, The snail uh, moves (laughs) towards Varel. In an attempt to maybe fight it or something. I'm not sure, but slowly moves <laughs> closer to Varel. That um, was
1: not slow. It's
3: ten feet of movement on a turn. That's it's—that's a sm- tiny creature's average movement. Maybe five.
1: Have you seen a snail move, Beau? Okay,
3: it moves five.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm really
3: not super concerned about the snail, because it's a snail. I don't um, think
1: it matters.
3: <laughs> but if, if you insist, he'll have a movement of five feet. Uh... <laughs> The two hounds, now that you've dropped them, bound on you, uh, Varel, and attack. One attempts to bite and misses because the roll is low. And the other one, seeing that his brother in arms has missed, decides to. and shoots out fire on you. Was that
0: quieter? Was that was Enjoyed from the that? last time? Is that the same noise? Because I'll just play it here. as you did last time. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Our
2: test is determined. You did well. Alright, I
3: need you to make a a DC 12 saving throw, Pharrell. For what skill? Dexterity. Oh, I was supposed to say dexterity, not the DC. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Oops.
5: (laughs) Uh,
3: Eight. (laughs) <laughs> Eight. Yeah, you fail. Uh, so that's... Should I tell you how much damage I have to roll?
1: What do you want? Yeah. I'm
3: You're into that. D- D- DM DMing backwards. If <laughs>
1: You're into telling me these things. Uh,
3: 12, 6, 18, 19, 20, 21 points of fire damage. I imagine there'll be some reductions
2: to this damage. Yep, so half to 10?
3: Yep. You take ten points of fire damage as it breathes fire all over your lizardy carapace. And the you know, those are the turns. The snail move, that's the thing. Alright, we're back to Stanley.
1: Alright. I'm gonna call diplomacy back to my hand and do another booming blade attack on that guy. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a 23 to hit. Yep. And that's going to be uh, 13 points of damage total to it. All right. So you kill it. With
3: the All booming right. blade, do you want to describe how that happens with your booming blade?
1: Uh, Yeah, so diplomacy, it was flying over by the bottom dog, comes flying back to my hand, spin around, thrust it out, and you just see a ripple of static in the air and then a little delay and then a big explosion. It's like the bombs in Episode 2 that fall out of the Slave Wand. Just a momentary silence and then just Bloom! and hits him. Alright, and it dies.
3: In place, Varel, uh, the last one remains, the one that breathes fire upon you. What about it? It remains, it is your turn
1: Oh, oh <laughs> It continues to like, <laughs> Whatever You're focused
4: no. on the snail no, now I messed
2: it up uh, 27, attack <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Bring down That's my a mighty hit. fist For 6
3: <laughs> Alright You hit it for 6 points of damage And knock it on the
2: noggin And it just didn't like that <laughs> okay, maybe it... <laughs> try hooking it up with a... a seventeen. All right, that's a hit as well. Nine. Uh, 13 points
3: of damage. Ooh, that's a monstrous hit. Uh, as you, as it didn't like the first one, didn't appear to react. You give it a second smack, and this smack just pow, causes it to slip to the ground and fall. Its arms slip out. It falls to the ground prone the way a dog can. Uh, it looks in terrible shape. But it, it fire breathes from its lips, yet, or dog lips. Ah,
2: ah, 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 ah. So ends my turn. Nash.
0: All right. We're going to do another fire bolt, please. Uh, Another? You haven't done one yet. I mean, I'm Another sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Not fireball. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Another freeze thing. Sorry, didn't mean that. Another freeze ball. A freeze ray. Freezing ray. Ray of frost.
1: There we <laughs> go.
0: Say <laughs> all a Journey spells. through
1: the elements and their various <laughs> properties. Thunder ray.
0: That's gonna be uh. uh Ten to hit. A cool
3: uh, no,
0: that's
3: not gonna hit. Shit. The ray. Fires wide, hits a piece of the wall in the back. Great, makes a little ice patch on the wall.
0: That's my shitty turn, then. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my.
2: <laughs> I call for DPS. Down... You know DPS. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's the
0: worst
2: role hope of my life.
4: Turn. Um, <laughs> hopeful, kind of. She'll see that Nash missed and is a little embarrassed about it, so she'll hold her shot just in case he gets another chance. Give him another chance.
1: <laughs> Remember when you Sorry. dropped those dogs and you were like, I got friends. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm not going to waste one of my 12 magic bullets on something that's almost dead.
3: It's a good right, point. So the, the snail moves a little bit closer to Varel.
4: <laughs> right, and, and we might have to fight this snail.
3: Oh, I threw a dice away. And the Hellhound bites Varel for an 18. That's got to hit this
4: Shit! time, right?
2: Shit! It's a miss. No, 18
3: damage. It's a miss at 18.
2: Yeah. Well, actually, wow. I don't have shield activated because we're not flaming. So... Yeah, it's, it's not it. with
3: the shield. Okay. You know so, yeah. I'm at 17. Uh, uh, so, the damage on a bite is piercing, and it is... 9 piercing. It's 9.
2: It's 9. It's 9. It's 9. Spine piercing so, I'm still raging okay so I got
3: so four. okay and uh, four fire damage
2: so six total yeah
3: all right so, uh, Stanley it's your turn You're, <laughs> you appear
0: to be the only one helping assisting leave alive <laughs> <laughs> try not to roll a three like I did
1: uh I'm gonna send out uh, diplomacy again. Make another. This will just be a direct piercing attack to it. Uh, that's gonna be a uh, eighteen to hit. To hit. All right. That's gonna be six piercing damage to it.
3: Okay. Perfect. You did six piercing damage to it. And then and... I'm gonna
1: walk over behind the snail, gingerly- wait, hold on, I gotta keep track of how much movement that was. I'm gonna gingerly, very nicely, pick it up, walk it over here, (laughs) (laughs) and put it back down on the ground very nicely. Putting it there? (laughs) Yep.
0: Okay, you do that. So you can touch it? I didn't know that.
1: can't damage it.
0: Yeah, so you're careful not to do
3: damage to its a one HP, right? My daughter does that to actually
1: move it down one, because after I drop it, I'm gonna then move another five <laughs> feet away from it, and give it a whole another trip that I'll have to take. Okay,
3: perfect. Uh, Varel, your
1: turn. All right,
3: your teammates are having a laugh right now. <laughs> Sorry, dude.
1: Hey, I did damage on my turn too. But, you know, the snail was getting a little close. Right, 23 for the you first seen attack. The bonus
3: move diplomacy before 33!
2: 23. Oh, twenty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm not <laughs> yeah. capable of 30. <laughs> I was like,
3: wow, we're in the 30
2: range. Jeez. And 24 for the second attack.
3: Okay, roll your damage dice.
2: Right, I wail on this puppy. So, 10? Uh, mm hmm. And nine. All right. 19 describe total. how
3: you murder the last remaining hound.
2: Slamming that puppy into the ground. Turn into hand.
3: Okay, and you just hear
2: hey hey hey, hey, hey hey hey
3: And as you pummel it to death, it stops making noise.
1: Goodness.
0: Wow. <laughs> Freaking hardcore. Yeah.
3: and the room settles into quiet but the alarm's still going rain, 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 rain. <laughs> does everyone remember what was going on last week
5: um, mm-hmm.
3: there was a recap
1: yeah. I just called the sword back to me and turned around and looked what the hell did you all do in there
0: I figured it would stay in there. We just, we we thought we thought we were supposed to meet in a room, and then things would happen in a in a in this other place, and not here. We didn't know it'd bleed over. We thought it was a game.
4: Something to stop Vexiad uh, from merging the planes.
2: The fight's not over and I'll giant run no, over to the around. hole <laughs> and head out into the hallway okay make your way out to the hallway
3: uh, do probably. I see anything uh, you look left and you look right and, uh, down the hall now I am I guess I gotta reveal areas again so, one sec so you look left look right down the hall uh, you don't see anything down the hallway to the l- right but to the left, you see a little head poking out from the corner, looking down at you. Uh, two little beady eyes. You there! And the moment you say you there, it disappears behind the thing. Behind the corner of the wall.
2: There's more security! And then I'll pursue.
3: <laughs> okay. As you pursue, you hear a voice go, No!
5: No! 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 I'm not security! I, I come. I come in peace!
2: Reveal yourself.
5: <laughs> Promise you're going to put your
2: big arms away. I can't. They're attached. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> just just, just don't hurt me.
3: And then you see stepping out from behind the corner of the wall. It's a little two-foot-tall shaped thing. The body of a baby and the head of an old man gray skinned with leathery flesh wings sort of on the back and he steps out he's not armed he's, he's basically naked except for uh, a little loincloth where his genitalia would be um <laughs>
2: he's like I- we're allies don't calm down from your c- battle rage I got one sec or one round left on giant and my rage so I'm gonna punch it okay Demon! And I'll swing a big old meat fist (laughs) at its gut.
1: Oh, no. Wow.
2: His little baby gut. Yeah, little baby gut. He's gross. Yeah. 24. All right.
3: He sees you coming, and as you go to punch down, the wings flap up in the air, and he flies up, and he goes, no! Don't punch me! You swing it. You swing and a miss. Hits the floor. Sounds a little like Pod.
2: I will calm from my rage and I'll shrink from the spell because the ten rounds are up Okay. very well demon as I shrink oh oh, I'm no demon then why do you look so vile just promise I'll explain and promise you won't hide me turn off these noises
3: I'm, I'm, I'm not with these guys I'm like you
2: explain
3: I maybe we should go somewhere where it's quiet so we can talk better I have a hard time thinking I'm being understood here where Just back out by the trains
0: okay it does sound like Pod.
2: come Allow- let's go let me fetch my companion Alright, and um, Varel, as you go
3: back to fetch your companions, the strange creatures begin circling around you again as you shrink to your normal form. They're little, sort of look like donuts. little, Little yellow jellyfish like things with little tentacles in the top and bottom of the donut circular shape float around you.
0: He's still big. Just so you know.
3: His rounds are out, he says.
0: No, no, I mean his little icon is still huge. Just Oh, to...
3: oh, yeah, we don't have to go by the icon. We can
0: do theater of the mind. Yeah, it's all Jeez. good. Just letting you know in case you wonder. Right,
2: I'll stick my head around the hole that was made by the security monkey, and, ape, and I will say, I met a demon. He wishes to converse in a quiet area, for these noises frustrate him. He is confused and small.
3: And then a ugly oh. little gray head pops out, head of an old man, and he goes,
5: Hi! <laughs> Let's go!
1: Alright. Um, we're done here then. Whatever little adventure you two were having is at an end.
4: Yeah, and it, it might help us in the end, it sounds like.
1: Here, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's see what this one wants. There, I'll start to follow Varel Okay, oh, no, so so, follow.
3: A few minutes goes by as you just make your way to the entrance of the office area. The doors open up back to where the subway, where the, the rail station was, and the doors close behind you, and faintly you can still hear rain, from behind the walls, and you see sort of the flash of the odd emergency light going on in the back. And this little creature, he sort of waddles, he's got his wings and he's waddling along with you, and he jumps up onto one of the
1: benches and goes, mm-hmm. You guys were fantastic! Thank you, friend. Uh, who are you exactly?
3: Well,
1: uh, my name is
3: <clears throat> is is Albert. It's you a pleasure lying, to meet Albert? you. No, no, it's not lying, Albert. It's just Albert.
1: Sometimes Albert the Imp. You, it's just you seem to have to give that name a bit of a thought.
3: Uh, that was Um. (laughs) (laughs) I might be a bit distracted it's it's very busy down here very dangerous (laughs) but you gave their danger a run for the money I'm
1: quite impressed that we did how did you come to be down here Albert well promise not to be mad
3: please, please don't be mad at me. He pats his head. I was following you guys. Since when? Mm, since the Welcome Center. I think that a couple of you went into the food court and were ruffling around the McDonald's. Yes. I just happened to be standing. I was on a stakeout. That was from on the lookout for things, and I saw you guys and got curious. What are mortals doing down here?
1: What and then I on realized, the lookout oh. for, Albert?
3: A great many things, but most of all, what's going on down here? You guys you- look confused. I
1: see many confused faces. Are you asking us what's going on down here? Because that's what we were about to ask you. Well, I- I'm trying to figure out what's
3: going on down here. I mean, I know what's going on down here, but I'm trying to get to the bottom of it, if that makes sense. I've been probably here a little longer than you. Okay, I can see you're very confused. No one's saying anything.
1: Look, have you- have You ever heard of an imp before? do you know what we do? No, I can't say that we do. With a hot poker? We poke your your butts?
2: When?
3: (laughs) Well, when you die. When your soul is damned and you go to hell, you meet people like me and we poke your butt. We poke your soul. We torment
1: you for for, uh, uh, eternity. By poking butts.
3: Yes. Have you ever heard of a place
1: called hell? Of course you have. What
3: kind of a question is that? We're known everywhere.
0: Only rumors and legends. But of course. It rumors ex- and
3: legends are the most powerful. But it doesn't knowledge.
0: explain why you're here. You should be in hell. This is no hell. I, mean, I know. It's a living hell.
3: is but- a, a smart one for all of your bandages. I hope you come to hell
1: when you're done on this uh, mortal plane here. It's been my experience that Nash brings hell with him. (laughs) Can we get back to the things you might have seen? We're down here looking for a little girl.
3: I don't know anything about a little girl. What I do know is that the Mind Flayers are here. And where there are Mind Flayers, there are demons. And oh boy, do we hate demons down in hell. Why? Why? Because, debens, well, you really are an uneducated bunch, aren't you? That's well, twice you've insulted us.
5: <laughs> Do not I make I didn't mean no third. insult. You
3: just don't know things that. I, okay, look, all right. He gets up onto the onto the bench, dusts himself. He's like, look, you've got you've got this place called hell, right? And in many places throughout the cosmos, there's always these legends where if you're a good person, you go to heaven. But if you're a bad person, you go to hell and face eternal damnation, which is where I work. Well, we have somewhat of a rival in this business of the afterlife, and these are the demons who like to trade and use your souls as currency and as perverted sex toys and whatever else. But it's not the natural order of things. These demons... Were rejected gods, rejected powers, who sought shortcuts to the void, and they take our souls. And my understanding is that this husk of a planet from, from whence we still do receive a steady supply of souls uh, in the heavens, I, well, these souls are being redirected to the weir. And, and, and this we cannot let this happen. So I've come to find out what's going on, and things are dire indeed, it seems. But I've been unable to get farther in my research. I simply lack the strength and was contemplating returning to hell to report uh, my findings to my superiors when you guys came along. Are you here to put a stop to the whole demon thing that's happening here? That's
1: one of our goals, yes. Oh, good, 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 good.
3: Well, you're very powerful. I'm quite impressed. And you should take that as the compliment, uh, Lizard Man, uh, because uh, we tend to have a very low opinion of most mortals down in hell. So the fact that you're very impressive to me should be high praise indeed. <laughs> and he pats his bald head again, yeah. licks his hand sort of lick some of the hairs on
0: his head to put them over. <laughs> I see no reason to trust this shit lizard. Oh, I, I suppose you'd be wanting
3: official documentation. Okay. Um, and then he, he reaches into a fold of his skin, like where there was a no pocket. There's all of a sudden a pocket. Yes. And then some, like, as he reaches in, he looks around, body, pulls out, and as he pulls out his hand, like, Popcorn, Well, popcorn-looking substance, but it looks kind of goopy, like earwax. Just, like, sort of pulls out of his hand, then he pulls out a little booklet. And then he opens it up. And there's a picture of him, and it says UBI, and there's a little official stamp on it. And the stamp's, like, firing. It says, I'm with the UBI!
1: What is the UBI? The Underworld Bureau of Investigation. Well, if you don't have any additional information on where we need to go, we uh, have to get moving. Well, I do know the layout of the place. I was thinking you might need a guide.
3: You only asked me about a girl. I mean, I don't know something that specific, but...
1: Well, the problem is we're not exactly sure where we're trying to get beyond wherever the Mind Flayers might have taken this little girl.
3: Right, 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 right. Okay. Okay, well, so this guy's got a thing for little girls. Uh, but we're here to kill the Mind Flayers, right? That is another one of the goals. We'll talk about that later in hell. Uh, assuming you make it there, because if Ubvexian has his way, your soul's going to end up as, um, you know, on the face of a dollar bill, so to speak.
4: What? (laughs) It's a dollar bill.
3: Well, they use your souls as currency. It's how they vie for power with one another in the weir. Yes. Oh, you guys don't know what dollar bills are. I forgot. This world went to shit. There was a time when this world was thriving and the souls were plentiful. We had many new applicants to hell.
1: Look, they are supposed to be using some sort of device to merge their world with ours you wouldn't happen to have any idea where we would need to go to find that would
3: you yes i have a theory about that now i'm not very good with the complicated way you humans design your buildings but we know of this traversal drive in hell we know of the great stories that surround it that's why we know what's going on here is so important
1: and Very where likely. Would we, uh, need to go to. Find I
3: suspect that. that this. I've been looking for Ubbvexid myself, and I suspect. I suspect such a device is kept in the engineering bay. But I've been unable to get in there and see. There's a big door, and now most doors require fancy little keycards or some sort of a password to put it. But this door has a face and it has no power running to it so i'm not even able to access whatever funny little things you humans put on you know doors to make doors work and i say humans cuz this place was built by humans and demons long ago I'm not trying to exclude anyone from door making
0: i wouldn't call stanley a human he get he doesn't like yeah. it what would you call him? An elf. Half elf.
3: Oh, uh, he looks visibly grossed like, out. Oh.
0: <laughs> well, how about her? This is Hope. She's got she's got a little demon blood in her.
3: She's a tiefling. Mm.
0: She's rejected
3: her infernal masters. I assume that's why she's here to stop them at the very least and is not one of their uh, peons.
0: What's your take on giant lizard men?
3: Lizards are great. Fabulous creatures. It's a handsome... I was scared. I thought I was going to poop my pants when he came charging down the hallway at me.
0: Your little baby pants?
3: (laughs) It's just that elves... You see, elves don't really do the afterlife thing in the way that most mortals do, so they're really annoying. What do you mean by that? You become one with the earth and whatever kind of weird business they do. I'm not really an expert in elf ghost soul business all I know is that you guys are some weird exception to the rule uh, because magic because you're elves because you come from some weird crazy place of elf stuff it's really not my domain elves. I like humans, I like dwarves they're guilty as sin they cheat on their wives, they murder their children and they come to hell for eternal punishment and that's the kind of thing I understand
0: What are you investigating exactly? You come from this Bureau of Hell's Investigation or whatever. UBI. what is, what, why why are we involved in your investigation? You need to tell us everything or we'll just kill you now.
3: Well, that's a strange way to make friends, but we'll talk about that when your soul comes to hell. We're not looking for (laughs) friends. We're trying
0: to just get out of here. We're trying to find this girl. Look, all right, look, look, look
3: souls of the world when they when you when your mortal coil shuffles off when you shuffle it off that's how they say it you go maybe to heaven or whatever sort of afterlife that the gods you worship believe in that you believe in you go to but if you were bad if you were poor exemplar if your god's duty they reject you uh, and you come to hell for eternal damnation where we will stick you in a place like the chamber of endless anuses where you'll just fly through many anuses that'll just crush your soul forever and ever and ever for eternity that's the normal way the world works that's normal then you have these beings of immense power rejected by the heavens called the weir and in lieu of coming to the celestial plane Think of it this way. Have you ever known that your friends were having a party and they didn't invite you? No. no you I been...
1: can't say that's ever come up.
3: No, but no. let's say that's happened. What would you do? You'd say, I'm throwing my own party. And that's what the demons have done. They've thrown their own party of power. And we don't like... We here in the heavens, uh, you know, hell, heavens, the whole business of the afterlife really do not like what the demons are doing. And now they're here, trying to take away our world. This is a world where we get to say what happens to those who die.
4: Have and you ever heard of anyone called the Principal? Jesus Chrome?
3: Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know those, those bozos. <laughs> I know them. Are you a worshiper of the Steel God? Do we have Steel God? Uh, uh, I don't know. Chrome, chromians. Chromium, that's what they're called. Do you observe worship of the Steel God?
4: No, just wondering where he fits in with all of it.
3: It's a good question for he is the Steel God's avatar on this planet. He's his first among clerics. His most dutiful worshipper. He who spreads word on this planet. And fights against the demon taint. We appreciate what the principal has done, even though he has done unorthodox things to get those powers that he has.
0: We don't much like him.
3: In fact, you're in the very place where the principal became what he was. How's that for a little history lesson? Bet you didn't
1: know that.
4: Was he human? Is that enough information
1: for you, Stanley the Elfman? Why am I getting singled out right now? <laughs> Hope's the one asking you questions. Go ahead and answer her.
4: W- was he human? Was he a demon? What happened?
1: Oh,
3: he was a mortal once. A mortal man. A scientist. Yes, yes, this planet was under attack by the great dragons, the window between the material plane and the celestial plane, who exist in both realms all at once and are everywhere. They came here to cleanse this world of the demon taint. Nobody likes demons! But in their eleventh hour, this lowly man was left with no options and he conducted upon himself his final experiment transforming him into the creature he is now granting him immortality and the favor of the steel god but his power comes at a price what price and is that? what is that? you shall not divulge this price it is better for you to discover it on your own yes, yes, no, no <laughs> we'd like to hear now very well I can tell you it's rumors but the principle requires resources in a world lacking in resources it has one resource in abundance at least where he has cultivated it and that's in his gene farms To maintain his power and his structure and the things that he has, he must use the men and women of this world where no more
1: other resource exists. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. He's using people. How so? Oh, quite simple. Well, not simple. Simple for him. Simple in concept.
3: Simple as in he turns them into soup. And then repurposes the soup into new biological product, that he can temper with his alchemists and artificers to maintain his form and to perpetuate his magics, which fight the demons.
2: Pant soup. I've heard <laughs> enough of your anal fixations.
3: <laughs> I'm. I upset the. I upset your friend. I don't know any of your names. I think I introduced myself. I'm Albert,
0: the imp. I'm Nash oh, Maggard of the Solar Mines.
3: Okay. Even the guy
0: likes to party.
4: I'm Hub.
3: I hope. Angry uh. Lizard.
4: <laughs> Who are you?
2: <laughs> I am Varel Raspim Kurek, and my soul is my own.
3: <laughs> it is for now. Uh, Stanley. I'm uh,
1: sorry. <laughs> wow, well, like it's a good guess. <laughs> Elfie man, Elfie man. My name is Stanley Bivings. <laughs> ah, sure. if your
3: souls ever come across my desk, I shall have to keep an eye out for them. We can catch up, but for now we have a purpose together. Yes, it's not the principal today or anything like that, but. Your world needs to be saved.
4: Engineering it is, then.
1: But there's a door we can't open. I've tried it. Alright, well, do you have any idea how we might get power back to it? No idea. I don't really
3: know how humans in this facility did the things that they do. It's not really my expertise. And he flaps his fleshy wings. (sighs)
4: We should go check out the door, then. See what it is.
0: How do you know it was humans who did any of this, and it wasn't mind flayers? Everything we've seen here so far appears to be not my... What's the race again?
5: It's
3: because it's called the, the Center for Human-Demon Interdisciplinary Studies. And all the corpses seem to have human corpses.
0: Yeah, the illithids. And because,
3: you know, I... I'm from hell, and I was alive when this place was omen. But I wasn't really paying attention to this place. I, there's many things a, a nib does throughout his day. But I'm here now.
4: Hope's gonna slowly start making her way to the tram.
3: Good idea. Let's go. You don't mind if I come with you, right?
0: I'm not even sure we want you here at all. Oh, don't be such a party pooper. But you can follow if you wish. Any false, all right, all right, all right. any false moves, and we know how to take care of our own.
3: All right, so he gets up and he flies, and his fleshy gray wings flap really quick like a hummingbird. And he goes, and he
1: takes a seat inside the rail car. All right, I'll go to the rail car as well
0: same.
3: Alright, so everyone enters into the rail car. Varel, are you entering the railcar?
2: I stand where I am and yell to the rail car, there will be no payment. My butt is not your plaything.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm kind of confused by what you mean by that. My soul is intact and I will not pay any fine for your services.
3: It's not for me to say. I will not exchange... I'm not making no exchange or deals here today. Whether your soul goes to whichever god's heaven, or whether it goes to hell to meet my brethren, uh, is not up to you or to me. I will listen no longer to your threats. It is up to your god. It's not a threat. I'm explaining to you how it is. Do you have a god you worship?
2: At him. Vorell, use your words, please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's such a little piece of shit. You might be the... Oh, I hate him. I
2: hate him. I have met no gods on this plane. I do not no. believe a word of your lies.
4: But Varel, what about Fushi?
2: Fushi was a great dragon who appeared before me in a great flame. Ooh, you worship a dragon. They are like
3: gods. I respect. They have a presence in the material plane, but a presence in the celestial world as well. They are the bridge between the gods and the people. If Fushi rejects you and your soul has no place to go, we will hang out in hell and I'll watch as you Swirl around the chamber of endless anuses, and you shall pay for your damnation. But if you are good, then you have nothing to fear. We don't want people who don't belong in hell. In hell, that's not how this works. We are on the same team, I assure you, Varel. I'm not getting the. I'll get in the train. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I could explain it. Yay! And he sort of jumps up and down. He's really gross.
4: We'll start up the tram and uh, make it to the blue line, red line transfer station.
3: Okay. As you start up the tram and you begin the train begins to move. I don't know why it sounded like a Blade Runner thing. Um, You begin to hear sounds uh, that aren't the train station. like The sound of voices yelling as you drive by as you drive it by the security checkpoint. It sort of Twirl, there's a way for it to go back down to where you'd started because you're now doing a full loop, right? Mm-hmm. So as the rail, as, as the walls come upon you, you look to the right and you see lots of shadows in the hallway and lots of yelling as, you, as the train sort of drives by and you continue on to uh, the south transfer station. And Albert jumps up from his seat and he goes, oh, look, 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 look. I think they're here for you. That's a lot of shadows down in that hallway.
1: Do you have any idea who they are? Well, I don't know, but I think Ub'Vex... Ub'Vex...
3: Ub'Vexians has a wide variety of creatures under his control. They looked like... You know what they looked like to me? Mm-hmm. As I saw their shadow? Did anyone want to do any checks or anything? Or... Hope
4: we'll kind of slow down the tram in case... Anyone, and ask, does anyone want to collapse the tunnel? Otherwise, she'll speed it back up.
2: <laughs> it's I our mean, way out, correct? Yes. Yeah, Maybe. Yeah. I do not feel shadows. I've had one with me always. They're, they're not just shadows, they're, they're silhouettes. There's something
3: coming down
0: that corridor. This us. little shit spigot is taking us into a trap. <laughs>
3: No 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 I want us to stick it away we can't afford to get caught. They looked like um have you heard of bugbears?
0: We've destroyed mm-hmm. some. Yeah.
3: Well, look at the shadow look at the mane on the silhouettes down the hallway. They look as though they'd just come here from somewhere.
5: Did they follow you here?
1: I mean it's possible, but Would have had a heck of a time getting down, I suppose. We crashed the car on the way down here.
2: There's a human that is unaccounted for. A teleporter that I faced in the crater.
3: That sounds ominous. Do you guys know what he's talking about?
1: I don't remember if I saw the human or not. I think we did. I don't like remember. we all saw him, or yeah, was it just Burrell
4: that took saw him? Straight off to him.
2: We're master. George remember. or something. <laughs> Some human
3: name. Did he say his name to you? We're master sist. Sist? one father sist.
0: Why do I not remember that at all? I think it was when, we it was, it was the... when you
2: discovered the crater.
4: Right after we killed the leper.
2: crater yeah, You were a dragon oh. fighting like worms in the air or something. Right.
0: Okay. I forgot the name.
3: It seems as though something is coming down the hallway towards us. I don't know about you, but it might not
0: be safe to go down a dead end. You seem awful excited about this. That's a lot of bugbears!
4: We're not going down that way. right? Oh, do we have to go down that way to turn around?
0: Yeah, we have to. So the way survive. it works,
3: um, you would have to get off the train at the South Transfer Station and then walk on foot. You don't remember seeing a train there last time you
2: were there.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's right.
2: So the red line itself is the dead end he's talking about. Not, you're not, we can go freely from offices to Laboratory C, though. We're not We don't have to go down this curve you've drawn.
3: No, you have to go uh, clockwise around the... Counterclockwise around the map.
2: No, but like this way, because the map, would we have to do that and then this? No, you don't have to do that. Go.
3: Like it sort of curves in a little bit, but then because you could control where the rail goes, it just goes straight in. You don't have to go in there necessarily.
4: Unless you know a different way to get to engineering, we're going to have to walk. And I'll keep pushing the tram toward the south transfer station.
3: I'm a little concerned about us going down into that area. We'll be boxed in with a door we can't open. And what looks like a large army coming
1: down that hallway. Yes, but you also have no idea where else we would need to go to open the door. I've been around in a few places here. Then what exactly do you propose? You think just because I didn't
3: know who that little girl was you're talking about that I don't know anything about this facility. And that's not true. I've been here for, like, weeks.
1: (laughs) Then what do you propose?
3: Uh, uh, well, here's the deal. Most of the places are closed in. But there's two options. There's the shuttle bay. Now, the Shuttle Bay is really clear of any hostiles, but they'll know, and they'll probably look there and find us very easily, but it would be a very safe location. The much less safe location would be to go into the laboratories. I've wandered around there a bit, and it gave me the heebie-jeebies. But it seems like any of the little creatures and monsters tend to steer clear of that place, too. I think it gives them the heebie-jeebies probably means it's completely unsafe for unrelated
1: reasons. But, I mean, those are the options that we have. How does this further any of our goals? Uh, well, you get to be alive. I know
3: mortals have a need to stay alive in order to get things done. Of course, if you have a better idea,
1: I'm not an expert. i just giving you the information, right? We're, we're a team now. I don't see any point in getting off in another place just to hide from an army, to just have to come back around and do it again and possibly run right into them anyway. Okay. Now, if we knew, for example, that one of these places would give us a way to open the door in the direction we need to go, then I would be happy to entertain that thought. Okay.
3: What do your teammates
5: think?
4: How fast does it look like the army is moving?
3: Uh, It didn't look like they were really hustling them down. Just There was a lot of them sort of setting up camp. As you drove by, it was hard to to see, but that there was just a lot of activity and noise coming from that area. They weren't, like, racing down to come get you or something, although certainly they heard
0: the train go by in the hallway. Oh, they did? I was going to ask that. Nah,
2: I think we might be okay. There's also the alarm going off to the left, so...
4: And we we could leave the tram at uh, laboratory C and walk to the transit station.
1: We could also always get off the tram and we could probably magic it into motion again, keep Mm. it moving while we move on they might be chasing a tram that's empty.
0: That's not a bad idea. would throw them off the scent uh, and at the same time make them think it was nothing once they find it.
1: But if we're just going to... and I hate to give the little imp too much credit in this regard, but if we're just going to walk down a hallway to a door we can't get by... I don't know why we are making such an effort. I just don't know what all our alternatives might be. I swear I'm not lying. You can even insight check me if you want to know the
3: truth.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Use that keen intellect,
3: elfin intellect of yours, to find out whether or not I'm a truthful beast of the beyond.
2: Well, in terms of game talk from a DM... I think we're just told that there is there might be chance of a rest at the Gordon Shuttle Bay. Yeah. So how are we doing spell wise?
0: I mean spell wise I'm okay, but damage wise or sorry, hit points wise I'm kinda sucking it and Um I could use some health. That's my main thing is health right
1: my now. My fourth level's all gone. My second level I got two left. My first level I got one left. And third level I got three left.
0: I've got one down on every level Oh, except first level. I'm clear on first level. So So
1: really, health points okay, but certainly not in boss fighting territory.
2: How long since our last long rest? Would we be in range? Um,
3: Because
2: we rode. I'm
3: trying to think of the episode wise. I mean, you you went the last long rest. We were. You made a rickshaw and you didn't rest. I don't think.
1: Yes, I didn't rest then, but. After the T-Rex fight, so we started traveling on foot, found that little village, got a carriage, went to space, talked to a dragon, came back down, traveled more, saw a keep, made a plan, dug a tunnel, fought a monster, fought a bunch of lizards, fought an illithid, did some digging, rode a funicular. <laughs> <laughs> Went, to around. Mm-hmm. Went to McDonald's. Oh, right. All the security hijinks. Yep. Found Went cool through of executive underwear. offices. Yep.
0: Went into VR mode for a while. Yeah.
2: You're probably eligible for a rest. Well, I don't fear the hebees or the GBs.
5: <laughs>
2: I think Laboratory A might be our safest place to bed down. <laughs> This <laughs> sounds funny, I don't know why.
0: In the Varel, to bed down
2: bed down,
1: bed
0: Varel. down. we could u- like we could use a, a
1: rest. Are we even going to have time to take a rest? We were told that this might be the end of our planet as we know it. Are we really going to fall asleep for an entire evening?
4: That's uh, that's what uh, Nash and I were up to. There's it was very strange, but w- we were in an illithid office, and this one illithid didn't like Ubvex.
5: Ubvex. Ube.
4: Ubvex. <laughs> <Ubexian>. Ube. <laughs> ube. <laughs> and so we uploaded false data to throw off how long it would take for this, this drive to be ready.
1: Did it work?
4: The information was uploaded, and we had to leave. That's what set off the alarm, is, is someone found us.
0: We don't know if it succeeded, but if the if what we were doing was, was correct, I think it did. But again, we were in a, a false world. How it reacted out here, I don't, I don't know.
1: Well, I guess my question to both of you would be, are you willing to bet the entire world on that?
4: I just want to see what's at that door.
2: We may already have the key from the executive offices. We did find one, but it didn't mention class Y or X access. It's very
5: important
3: that I, I drive this home. It's, there was a door, but it was unpowered. I wasn't able to make any of the devices function, and I pushed all the buttons. It looked like power needed to be rerouted to it. Something had been taken
0: offline. Offline.
4: So we need to find oh. out how to power it back up. But how do we know what would even power it without seeing the door following the cables?
3: Well, you humans know how your stuff works, right? Maybe um, where would all that stuff be located that manages a facility?
0: I almost said the IT department, but Nash wouldn't know that.
3: <laughs> He's watched a lot of movies. He uh, might know that stuff.
0: I don't know about IT. I wouldn't have a name That's- for it.
4: Maintenance,
0: maybe? I have a feeling it has something
3: to do with some sort of area where decisions can be made about how to route power. That it's on a remote location. Maintenance is probably too close. That seems too easy. I would feel stupid overlooking
1: something like that. Really? Because that seemed like the obvious place to me.
3: No, maintenance is where, you know, uh, cleaners go. Where equipment is stored. We're talking about power routing. Isn't that, like,
1: important? Power station. Are you saying the executive offices where we were? No, executive offices are for
3: corporate people. <laughs> they definitely come to hell all the time, and they don't know how to do anything, they suck. sit in offices and photocopy things and pretend that they're smarter than they actually are because they provide no actual goods and services to the world alright alright we get
1: it I hate corporate people (laughs) you should love them they should be your bread and butter no they make
3: tormenting them even hellish for us
1: they're so bad sorry I don't know none of these places look like they would be a place
0: yeah, I don't know either.
3: Well, maybe we'll take a break here and you can think about it. Than <laughs> just, shit. just sit in silence. <laughs>
1: Let's, uh, quick, everybody, Google wearing Canada, what they call a power place.
0: Yeah, power place. <laughs> a Canadian yeah. power place.
1: Yeah, Canadian power place. Yeah. What do you call it?
0: We'd love There's to know.
4: a data center. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're uh, (laughs) gonna we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, perhaps this mystery will be solved. We'll be right back. I don't think it will.
3: (laughs) You now.
0: Yes, we have returned. That means we pick up where we left off. Bo, what are we doing?
3: All right. Well, you're in the subway rail car as it churns down the path. Albert hops up onto his seat, takes his. Feet into two hands and puts one of his toenails into his mouth and begins filing his toenail I
5: have
1: uh, I have some questions about our actual little subway car um, okay. that haven't been relevant till now I don't think uh how much space between if you were outside of the car, between like where the car would be and the wall? Like is there room to get up against or is it like a tight space?
3: It's a tight spot. You maybe have a two, three feet max, depending on the location of the tunnel.
1: And as we were cranking around here, how fast does it seem to go? Like is it
3: Not particularly fast, maybe okay. ten
1: miles an hour. Okay.
3: It just trucks along at a very slow pace. This isn't like a city subway that goes like... Brow! It's more like a, a local rail for... Uh, it's it would be concerned for the safety of its passengers. It does not go fast.
1: Right. So if you wanted to catch it, you could You could pretty much run after it and catch up eventually. Right?
3: Uh, yeah, if you ran... You had to run a pretty good clip, but yes, you can be run and caught up
2: with. I have hatched a masterful plan.
1: Okay. I googled Canadian data center. Okay, does it bring power to the people of Canada? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It could. Really? Possibly. Seems to be the right place, we'll say.
2: Okay. Well, my master plan is that we go back to the executive offices. We grab the snail. We put it on the train. And we send it speeding back to the security checkpoint. Where it'll crash... Opening up the snail into an uh, an ape,
0: and the security ape will attack our shadowy visitors. I freaking love it. I love it. And then they'll still think the ape was in there the whole time, that wasn't us. Exactly. I love it.
1: That's a very aggressive option.
5: <laughs>
1: I like the idea. If we're going to. Uh... We're going to head backwards towards what I think might be the place we need to go, which is this data center. Uh, Are you proposing we walk it? Send the train and then walk our way back. Otherwise we would have to ride the loop one more time.
2: Oh, exactly. We would put it in whatever gear would put it towards the security center. Send it on its way for a crash course and unleash security ape upon them.
0: I love it. Nash will smile as if agreeing with this idea wholeheartedly. Can't talk him out of it at this point.
1: Well, it definitely takes care of the snail that's going through the back of my mind still. Uh, I wouldn't mind going and dealing with it.
3: Do you have to maintain a range for your polymorph? No,
1: just an hour. Unless it took damage.
3: as you were, sorry just just an impertinent question
2: alright so we are heading to the mist free zone of the green line
1: and then we're going to go to the executive offices get the snail and then put it on the train and walk back how long of a walk is that? I'm not sure what the scale is on all of this. Walk back where? To the office? If we were to, to foot it from the executive offices back to the north transfer station, how long a walk is that?
3: Uh, your guesstimate might be 30 minutes to 45. Depends on how quickly you traverse. Good jog.
1: All right. So if we are going to walk or jog back from the executive offices, we're looking at about 30 to 45 minutes. Is everyone still good with that? Yes. All right. Let's head back to the executive offices
2: then.
4: Can oh, we actually
2: put the thing in turn, or is there a thing we did at the turning? Junction? At, yeah, the junction.
3: Yeah, there's a mechanism on the train that allows you to call ahead and to change it. To, you know, like you can change the, chink, chink, the tracks. Cool. You can control that from the train.
4: But it's on the train.
2: Right, but we'd press it ahead of time because that's the next stop.
4: Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it would work. We can, we can always Mage Hand it, too just from outside.
0: <laughs> I love the mage hand idea, but this is already pretty wacky.
3: All right, so we're we going <laughs> back to the executive offices? Yeah. 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 All right, so the train chugs along. Chunk, 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 goes by Laboratory C, which is closed in. You make it to the south transfer station and the purple mist is extra thick now in this area. And you see lots of skeletons sitting at the transfer station Sitting in various seats, a scene of death and decay. You move on past it. Past storage, shipping and receiving, Gordon Shuttle Bay, Laboratories A. The traversal of the entire track, once again, taking maybe 20 minutes. As you move near the Laboratories B and the north transfer station, the mist fades away as you've marked it on your map. And it becomes pretty cold in this area, you notice. You notice that the temperature here is colder. You make your way back down through administration, which is caved in, and then to the executive offices, and you pull the brake. As the train comes to a halt, you hear very faintly,
1: and red lights flashing from the doors into the office area. As we go to get off of the train, I'm going to look at Hope and Nash. Is there anything that you think we should do while we're back in there to maybe see if... confirm, at least, that what you did worked.
0: They never gave... They never gave instructions for confirmation. They only said how to do it.
4: We could maybe check the console.
0: The one that we put the device in?
4: Maybe where we uh, got the quest from... Darwin we could ask
0: Oh, it is it is possible he's still there. We don't want to open a rift to the other to more trouble
4: though. But without well, putting the headsets on, that would be the way to do it, I think.
1: Can we If you have a way to confirm it, I think it's important that we know. Like I said, we're talking about the fate of the world. Might be good to know that we can take a nap if we need to.
0: (laughs) I mean, we sure could try. Maybe close your eyes, put the headset on, and, and ask if he's there.
1: Not the headset, Nash. The console.
0: I mean the console. Yeah, but to do the console, we have to put the headset on.
3: No, he's talking about the screen that you typed on.
0: Oh, not the... Oh, 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 sorry, okay. I thought you meant the thing I put the drive into to get the yeah, data corrupt, corrupted data on
3: there. It's a bit of confusion, but I think that's what was meant.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, in that case, we could check it. What's the harm?
1: Well, do you, uh, do you all want to take care of that while, for you and I, go snail hunting?
2: Let's do it. All right,
3: so... <laughs> you guys re-enter the office area... Disembarking from the train and moving back into the zone. The alarms are now loud. You hear,
0: read, read, read,
3: read, read, Make your way back in. The flumps still follow you, Varel. The little creatures. As you make your way in. All right, how do you guys want to do this? So it's uh, Varel is solo with John or Stanley, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then hope uh, is making her way to the console with, with Nash. Nash,
5: mm-hmm. all right,
3: all right. So what happens with that event. You quickly enter in, make your way back to the room. Nash and Varel see the consoles there, as you last left it. Last question typed in there, I think, was, "Do you know where the girl is?"
0: Oh man, I don't even know what to look for. Um. Can I ask what is is it just a keyboard in front of me any prompts any anything
3: There's a keyboard and a green on black like MS-DOS style screen underscores blinking on an empty line
1: There's so many questions we might have how to turn off the alarm did it work
0: What's um up? can I I would like to type uh, the word help and hit enter
3: Okay, (laughs) you type help, and hit enter, and it says, please type help, and then one of the following command words in order to understand
0: how it's used. All right, help space alarm.
3: Okay, and then uh, pauses for a moment, then a little list appears, and it says, use the following syntax, it says alarm space uh, zero for on, one for off, space... And then there's a bunch of switches, like dash A, dash R, dash S, dash V, that does various things.
0: All right, I'm going to do the zero, so, uh, so alarm space zero. Okay. Enter.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that turns that there's no effect. You type it in, press enter, and it says the alarms are now activated.
0: I thought zero was off one as well. Off. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what I meant. I misheard you. I would so you I would have done the, the one. End. Yeah, I'm not turning it on and again. Do a
3: one after you notice your error. Yeah. And then it says please enter a password to disable the alarms. A little colon and then a little under, underscore.
0: Um hope. <laughs> I don't know any I don't, pass. I don't know one.
4: I I don't know. We just started talking to the the thing.
3: Shit. And before you are about to type, little asterisks begin appearing on the own. And then Enter is pushed from some unknown location, and the alarms go and the room falls silent.
0: I didn't type that.
4: I I was over here the whole time.
0: That's a that's ghost typing.
4: Maybe it's it's Darwin.
0: Uh maybe.
4: Ask him. Ask him did it did it work? Did we do it?
0: Wait, who are we asking?
3: <laughs> <laughs> he was the one typing to you through the
0: keyboard. Oh right, right, right. Should I type? I mean I can type that. It's not an actual command, but maybe he'll reply to it. So I'll type yeah. I'll type that and hit enter.
3: Alright, you type what, Darwin? Did you do that? Or what did you type? I'll
0: say Darwin, did you is this you? Did you type the password? That's what I'll say.
3: And a little time goes by and then a little typing begins to appear again and says, not sure who Darwin is. This is Charles Dickens.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Shit. But yeah, it says. So Charles Dickens is in there still. The illithid. Okay, well, he's the one that gave us the thing. So I'll say, um, I'll type, did the data transfer work? Enter.
3: A little typing appears back and says, it did. And then it says, no longer type on this machine. We may become compromised. And then the machine's power just boom off.
0: Well, now I can't type on it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I, th- I guess it worked, then.
3: Right. And yeah, then yeah. you see a little spark come out of a wall unit on the side, and then a, a disk drive just flies out. <laughs> it barely just hits you, hits the wall behind you. And it's on fire on the ground. A yeah.
0: disk drive? I
3: guess. Like, d- yeah, some sort of box-like shape. Okay. Of computery business fires up automatically, (laughs) ejects from the wall. Okay. You're not sure what it is.
0: I don't know what that means, but I think it worked. Should we take the drive? I'm going to take the drive.
5: It's on fire. It's on
3: fire.
0: Is it on fire? I don't know. Is it? Yeah. I'm going to blow on it.
3: Okay, you add oxygen to the fire, increasing the size of the flames.
0: Oh, brother! Um, Lick it. Uh, it I don't know what to do. It. Do we have anything we can douse it with? Um,
4: step, just put it on the ground. I'll step on it.
0: You
3: don't have a cantrip that you know produces
0: anti-fire business. Well, yeah, but then you'll freeze it. I don't think that's good. I'm right, okay, fairly certain
3: uh, whatever it is is damaged due to the fire, but okay.
0: All right. Well, no, that's fine then. I'll ray frost it, just a little bit of – just right. freeze out the fire. And then. It comes
3: out of your hand, and you freeze out the fire, and it fire doses All right. There's a broken-looking piece of equipment with ice on it.
0: I will put it in my pocket. Actually, I'll inspect it first. Do I see anything about it that matters?
3: I mean, it just lo- it looks like a case with microchips in it. You're not sure what they do.
0: Hope you know what these are. You make shit all the time out of stuff like this.
4: No, no, I know how to make cars. But they don't really have these things.
0: All right, I think we better keep it just in case, and I'll pocket it.
3: All right. So you, g- <laughs> have a, you can put, like, a, a burnt disk drive on your, on your inventory. Adding it now. The burnt computer disk drive. Burnt. All right, computer disk yeah, drive. Now to Varel and... and Stanley.
1: So my goal would be to go back to where I had put it down at the end of the fight and Uh look for a little mucus trail from that location. (laughs)
3: Alright. Survival. Varel, are you assisting with this? Yes. Alright, you can roll with advantage because of the assistance.
1: Alright. Oh boy. They're (laughs) neither very good. Uh, That's a 13. I will okay. take over this
2: this job of snail searching <laughs> out of the way. Stanley, right, you push
3: Stanley out of the way. <laughs> as you look around quizzically, eighteen. <laughs> okay, you see a, a small. You can sense. You don't see it, but you sense it with your smell that a trail, a snail trail, is leading underneath um, a floorboard where there's a little gap in the wall.
2: All right, is it? Liftable. The wall is
3: a wall. The floorboard is liftable, so you can lift the floorboard, just tearing it from the wall. You see, there's a little hole in the wall. Oh, you know, yay, big. It's definitely got into the wall.
1: Okay. Can we <laughs> go around to the other side of the wall and see if it popped out the other side?
3: Sure. You make your way into the main uh, hallway just to, to look to see where it might have gone through, but you see no openings in the wall.
1: Well, any ideas, Burrell?
2: Fate has conspired against us.
1: I mean eventually it's going to turn back into a giant ape in the wall somewhere it'll be in the wall be a security ape in the wall
2: (laughs) it broke through a wall earlier i assume it'll continue its rampage either way we get to keep the train
3: do you not want to take apart the
5: wall
1: Do you want to take apart the wall, Pharrell?
2: Get the feeling that the wall would somehow deal one point of damage in being taken apart. <laughs> and we'd find ourselves in a worse position.
3: Perhaps you could take it apart carefully.
2: Careful is not my job. Voice. <laughs> <It's>
3: voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't... I didn't I didn't expect this to uh, to produce quite the uh, challenge. <laughs> you're like, well, I guess it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> well. in the wall. It's gone. Never see
1: it again. But uh, honestly,
2: I do feel like the chances of ruining that roll are too high for the amount of damage we would take fighting the eight further.
1: Yeah, I think if we you're were right. To activate it. Better to just oh, I, live I just the... wanted to add a bit of
3: fun. You guys can find it easily. I just was trying to make it dramatic. Oh, this <laughs> is like because just that like, you find the snail; it's there. I was like, I was just trying to have a bit of fun with you guys. I feel bad now. You guys are like, oh crap! It's in the wall.
0: We're done. Well, they just know how tough the last monkey was. They don't want to fight that again. I wouldn't either. At least not now. Not in our condition. All
3: right, the snail now moves outside
0: of the wall. We <laughs> were
3: trying to get <laughs> or anything. I wasn't
1: trying to just break your spirits here. Two like, <laughs> so sad players fun. leave. The DM feels guilty and like, the snail gets like, pushed like a kid cool, not wanting to cool go plans, on stage. Our cool
3: plan play. is ruined because I put the snail in a wall.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, this is a metal facility wall thing. I, I believe you. But if the snail comes out, then the snail comes out and we retrieve the, the snail. snail.
3: Wander, the snail wanders out of a different hole in the wall. Few feet.
5: Away. Look! <laughs> snail. <laughs>
2: Fortune smiles on us again. <laughs> I shall taunt the skies more often.
1: Perhaps there are gods. Alright, I reach up and pop the snail off the wall. I don't know why I pictured that it was up, but pop it off the wall and got a snail.
3: Alright, you now have the snail. Are you sure it's the same snail?
5: It's the same <laughs> snail, that's
1: fine. There's <laughs> been you a have, lot like, of an snails running around. On this <laughs> oh, nature check. Alright. Alright, do Make our way... Uh, okay, let's see. Right. Fifteen.
3: Varel knows it's the same snail.
2: Alright.
3: Okay. John doesn't. Our standard hey, doesn't.
1: I didn't say the result of mine. Oh, uh, you and made it a was... sound... I was it reading was a it... nineteen for the oh, record. Oh, no, so wow. you,
3: you, you know even better. Um, okay, so everyone uh, meets back up, discusses how their adventure went separately.
1: <laughs> so, what did you learn? We found a snail. We kind of lucked into it, but we found it. It was and... in the wall,
2: and then it emerged again. <laughs>
1: I think it's still mad at Varel for some reason, and it, I think it was coming to attack him again.
2: Mm. We were concerned about the integrity of the wall, and if it might damage the snail from the inside. Mm. Our delay is sad. I
0: apologize. We, we received a message from the Ilithid who sent us on our quest in the first place, at least claiming to be him, on the console saying that we successfully... Did what needed to be done. It told us to contact him no more via that device, and pooped out a part of a computer into the wall, which I then doused with the ice and brought with us in case we need it for something. And I don't know if we will. But apparently, while mission mission a success on the other side.
1: So that's good. That means we have more time before. Vexiod can do what he needs to do.
4: Yes.
0: I believe so.
1: Well, I'm not entirely sure how much time we have left on this little guy, so I think we should probably send him on his way. Agreed. Make our way back to the
3: train. Alright, so everyone's in agreement. They leave the executive offices and head back to the train, and sitting outside the train, filing his toenails, is Albert.
5: You guys are back already!
3: I'm starting to get the heebie-jeebies. It's pretty scary in this place. Look at this mist. And he blows the mist. Now the mist comes up to his eyes, so it's a little more irritating for him,
0: you
1: imagine. Do you have any idea what the mist is? I think it's excrement from the illithids that are here. Oh, great.
2: (laughs) The urgency of the snail, Stanley.
1: Right. I'm gonna go... Get on the train. Uh, hope if you can help me getting it set the way we need to, and then we can mage hand it on its way once they're all set.
4: Yeah, we'll do. That's and incredible as on it on
1: well.
4: Oh, she'll just start fiddling with the thing to make sure it curves into where the bucketers were. Okay, is where there's it's... like
3: a panel there where you just see that you send the signal up for
1: left to right. Stick the little snail right on the dash by the, by the front window. Okay.
3: Stick the snail on the dash, you set it so that it'll turn, you hear a as a electrical signal as it sort of pulses down the railroad towards the dark that you can't see but know is there. And then you hear bing 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 as it goes down the track. Oh good! You're gonna send this train crashing! That's great. But wait, how are we gonna get around? The oh. old fashioned way. Hoofing
0: it.
1: Oh man. I'm glad I got wings. Alright. Leave the train. Mage hand it forward if I can see through the window. Yeah, the front can. window. hmm Put
3: the mage hand, moves it forward and the train goes ping, 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 at ten miles an hour, just going kink 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 Cursed to everyone. It's not moving very fast.
2: Doesn't matter. All right. It's on its way. It's
1: going <laughs> the go
3: to go to whatever adventure it's going to do. do. And then it disappears from view and you can only just hear it moving.
1: All right, well, we better get moving, because if anybody does decide to use that train, it's going to take them only about the same amount of time to get back around to us. So we want to make sure we beat anybody who might ride that train the other way. All Let's right, walk.
3: so there's about a two-foot drop down into the path where the train. It's going to have to be. You guys begin your, begin your walk, a long walk, and the this area becomes very dark very quickly and with the extra mist and stuff now that you're lower to the ground nobody can really see anything ahead of them you can make you only have a sense of where the state train path goes because of just your very very close vision the passage is narrow there are no lights illuminating the rail
1: it's going to be hard to tell when we actually get where we need to go unless someone can fly above the mist and maybe let us know where we are at any given moment.
0: Sounds like a job for man-baby.
1: Hey. Yep, that's what I meant. <laughs> get, get up there. Definitely talking about him and nobody else on the nope. team.
0: Nope, nope. I ain't going <laughs> dragon right now. No way.
1: Or... Any other methods they might have to fly?
0: Oh, I have ten foot flight. <laughs> yeah, but I, that's not. That's not. Maybe I misunderstood what you, what I ended up getting. You have nearby. a fly
3: speed of ten feet. You can go as high as you want.
0: Oh, I thought it was just bursts of flight, like a like I could. You in, float. In a, you don't fly. You
3: slow. It's only ten feet, but you can. Oh, I didn't know that. I would have been more excited about fly.
0: that. I really thought it was like a thing that just extended my movement during a turn or something. Like no, no, no. Like you need to make you don't a big move jump. very
3: fast. It's only ten feet of movement, of fly movement. Um, right,
0: but I can get up high where I can keep a lookout, which is John's whole point. Um, you sure can. All you right, I can
1: pop up every now and then and just let us know where we're at. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay,
3: so you make your way down the passageway uh, with Nash and Albert also coming up to help with the flying as you guys make your way down the passage. 40 minutes goes by. You don't hear any sounds. It's deathly quiet. You've been in the dark for 40 minutes. No one's illuminated any lights. The passageway begins to clear more and more as you progress of purple mist, and it's gotten colder and colder. Eventually, you do see emergency lighting appear in the passage ahead, and you know that you're close to the north transfer station at this point. Okay, It's coming up. continue walking down that, that area until the two railways meet and the passage becomes wider and then you get to a point where you're able to jump up on top of the platform do you do that or do you stay in the in the rail track
1: nope get up and yeah. up and yeah, out
2: I'll lead the way
3: okay you climb on up there's nothing here but you can see your breath as you stop in this area and breathe out you notice that your breath Breath is coming, especially Varel. He has a big mouth, so it's like there's like a lot of warm breath coming out. And given that you're sort of have a soul of fire, generally speaking, there's steam billowing from in between all of his scales.
0: That's is. that's
3: cool. It's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like a fountain of steam. Everyone else is breathing air. Yeah. It's cold.
2: At any point during our walk, did we hear Sukiarda or anything a distant? <laughs>
3: Didn't make anything out.
2: Okay. Security. <laughs> uh,
0: Security Monkey's the greatest thing this campaign's ever produced. I love him. Security. <laughs> Lockbox, great. Freaking. Tic-Tac, b- tic-tac b- uh, was great. A <laughs> lot, lot of great characters. A lot of great characters, no. but man, Security Monkey is my current bomb. I love that He guy. was fresh as hell. Yeah. He, he really was. <laughs> he was so f- no
2: train here, right? At the green station? There are no trains. All right. Well, then I...
3: The passage like moves in two, so basically you get up on the platform and just turn right around and head down the other passage. Cool. Clear of cool. mist. There's no light down this way. You guys are headed that way? Proceed. Mm -hmm. Proceed. Alright, so you begin making your way down this new rail line. It looks the same as the other one. It's black and dark, but you don't need to fly anymore because you can... There's no purple mist that's sort of clouding your vision. I need everyone to make a dexterity saving throw, please.
1: Oh,
2: no. Security. (laughs) Security!
1: (laughs) Ooh, natty 20. Okay. Nine. Uh, did you say saving throw? Yeah.
0: Saving throw. Uh, Twenty-two. Seventeen. Okay. So nobody falls, but. Uh, Whoa! that nine, did you? Good, did, good hope. Sorry. Go ahead.
3: Oh, you did nine?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. I thought you said
3: nineteen. Okay. Oh, hope I fall.
0: wish. Oh,
3: hope you fall to the ground. Sorry, take... I
0: shouldn't have said anything. I thought. <laughs> take three points
3: of bludgeoning damage Trash. as you slip okay. and fall and, and knock your butt on the ground. Um and you touch the ground with your flesh hand and you notice there's a sheet of ice on the ground now. And everyone can feel the cold emanating from the ground.
4: I hope we'll stand up.
0: I'm gonna it's float icy. I'm gonna float one foot above the ice. Thank you. Okay, so you float above the ice, yep. to not slip. Gonna world of warcraft this shit.
3: The pa- walking from here on out will be difficult terrain.
0: Not for the floating guy.
3: So you'd be moving at half
0: speed. Except for Floater.
1: the ground?
3: Except for Floater. Who,
1: he's, who's he's moving significantly he slower. Even, <laughs> he's moving
3: even slower than everyone else because his floating is not very fast. But
1: he's
3: not he, he doesn't have the discomfort of trying to make sure he doesn't fall as he navigates the terrain.
1: <laughs> Just picture him getting left <laughs> off in the distance being like Ha <laughs> joke's on
5: you yeah. <laughs>
3: See you later, sucker You make your way for another 10-20 minutes down the passage until you see a light illuminating a sub, like a Braille car station sort of two feet above from the passage you're in There's a set of doors steel on the platform, there's a few benches but it's a very small platform You see it up ahead You reckon this would be the place marked Archives on that map you saw. The Welcome Center.
2: Alright. You said the door is closed?
3: Door is closed. Does not appear to be caved in.
2: Any panels or anything visible from where we're standing?
3: Uh, Not from where you're standing, but a closer inspection might yield results.
2: Alright. I'll jump up there.
3: Okay, Pharrell jumps up on top of the platform. You know, it's about 10 feet by 30 feet, this subway platform. There's some benches there. doesn't look like a major thoroughfare of any stretch. Towards the back is a set of steel doors, and on the right is a panel. Looks like it's used throughout the station. Looks pretty typical. Looks like you put a key card up there. There's also a little round sphere thing at the top. Looks a lot like the door that you used in Carvalon. To first access this place and get to the funicular.
1: Oh, a door authority door. Mm. Oh, crap. <laughs> Who's the door authority? We've um uh, got a bad history with doors is all. Sounds like demon hijinks.
4: But this isn't where we need to stop, yeah?
1: No, unless we uh, are wanting to take our rest first, or press on. I think that is something we'd need to uh, decide. I can tell, just looking at him, Nash is in pretty poor shape. Door.
2: Are you active?
3: Insight check, please. Eight. Eight. The door doesn't move or do anything. Your voice echoes down the hallway a little bit.
2: We are brimming with acid. and Demand entry.
3: Intimidation roll, please. (laughs) 19? (laughs) The door panel contorts a little bit before you. Like it's raising an eyebrow. Some of the buttons appear to lean left and lean right and lean left, and then it moves back into place.
2: You will find us in the door most wanted.
3: A little opening in the metal says,
2: "There's nothing for you here, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> I see. Over long now. What do you hide behind your door?
3: It's not, not how this works. <laughs>
0: I love him He's great
3: Keep that acid away from me,
2: okay? Oh, I don't know about that We are full of acid leaking the acid substances You may find us less accommodating if you do not answer our questions Look,
3: I read the Door Street Journal I heard about what you did I'm sure you have
2: Street Journal (laughs)
3: Just move along. Just leave me be. <laughs> let me let me do my job in peace. <coughs> I'm working. I'm a working oh, man. That is funny. I'm even a wife and kids.
5: <laughs> what?
3: I don't. I don't. I don't want to have acid on me. Please, I beg you.
2: <laughs> I'll turn back to the group. It's another door. Has secrets once again. But this is not where we need to go.
1: I mean, we could ignore it and just keep moving on.
2: Or it's called Archives, and I'll turn back to the door. Which means it holds secrets. It's, it's not for
3: me to know what's behind the door. It's just for me to keep it closed unless I need to open it.
2: Do you ever wish to see your windows again? You will tell us what's inside. I
3: swear don't know what's inside, man.
2: poor excuse for a door that knows not what it protects.
1: Okay, hold on. I need to ask this door a question because I need to understand how this works. In a perfect world, a world where, let's say, we weren't on the door authority's bad side, what would a person have to be or do to get your approval to pass through? Look,
3: look, man, that's above my pay grade, okay? Just...
1: Well, surely you yep. know what you need to open up. What are what your What are doors rules? paid in? <laughs>
3: Nobs. <laughs> I need a key card, all right, with the right authority on it, but we know who you are and that you trick doors and that you abuse doors. I'm not supposed to give you even
1: even lie to doors. What if we had the key card that you needed?
3: I'm not supposed to let you through because you're on the, you're on, you're on the wanted list. But you'd have an
0: excuse. We would have legit credentials, and you would have to open. That's your one job, and you could say I didn't know who they were. They had the card.
2: Persuasion, please. Shit. We do have the executive door card. The yeah. card from executives.
0: That would be a.
1: 26 okay look just swipe your card and get in here alright
5: <laughs> sweet <laughs> alright
1: I'm gonna take out the uh, the card we found in the executive offices and First swipe it me bat. yeah <laughs> tear me bats card
0: alright you flipped the card <laughs> was that a fart sound no <laughs> it was the sound of a card getting accepted Okay, the or a fart accepted.
3: sound sorry And you you hear a whoosh, a very cool sci-fi sound, and the two panel doors open (laughs) up, and the door bumbles. Have a nice day and get out of
0: here, okay, kids?
1: Thank you, door. My favorite door.
0: What was your name? Do you have it? Don't. Do you have a name?
1: <laughs> he doesn't. He does to tell
0: I mean, you—you so you, you were very kind to us. So I would, if everyone, anyone ever asked, we would give you a good rating as a door.
1: Nash, I don't we'll, think we'll it—I don't think it would mean the same coming from <laughs> us. Just let's just let him be. I'm gonna call
0: you D- D- Dory, and then we'll walk away.
3: <laughs> That's very funny, sir. I
0: love
3: that door. What a weird thing. This is Albert as he makes his way into the next room. And the room opens up into a small maybe 30 foot by 30 foot area. It's got a counter on it and a couple of Terminals facing on the inside of the counter, and two doors to the left or right.
2: So it's a, we're looking at like, a, like when you walk into a library, like the sort of front computer. I mean, agency. it's a
3: rece- it's a reception area.
2: Yeah. Oh, There's okay. This, gotcha. They're not. A library is a good
3: analog. They're not facing you. They'd be facing okay. the inside of the area that mm-hmm. has the what did I say it was the counter. Yeah. there's nobody in this room however the room is immaculate looks kind of I mean there's some dust and dirt places but as you enter in lights come on automatically and it's bright you guys have been used to looking at the dark the floor is white tiled and the walls are made of a white uh, substance as well drywall of some kind
2: perhaps or you're not quite sure I'll check the door to the left.
3: You go to move to one of the doors. The door doesn't do anything. Remains closed. It looks much like the last door you went through. Opens,
1: Splits open like a automatic door.
3: But Hmm. it's not moving.
1: As you get closer. Go take a look at the computer panels. See if they're on or anything.
3: None of them seem to have any power to them. Just two computer devices, three computer devices there on the counter.
2: Then we're safe to assume that as our destination gains power, so will Archive, and we shall return here.
1: Seems like a good idea. Um, Just to make sure, I'll check the one door that nobody has checked.
3: It doesn't open either.
1: Alright. Do we press on, or do we take a, a rest?
0: Are we safe? I mean, I feel like we're safe here. We should rest here.
2: Depends on Dory.
0: Oh, good point. We should probably have a watch rotation.
1: Is there enough room in here to drop the dome?
3: Uh, you can squeeze, yeah. It's a ten foot by ten foot dome,
1: right? It's a ten foot radius dome.
3: It'll be a cramped fit, but you might be able to get it in here.
2: Hmm. I don't like it. We got a door that's going to give us away if anything comes by. And technically, we can mana bar this biz. if we do get in a fight, we can blow... Everything we've got, because I think this is our only rest down here. So let's let's do day the center is my vote.
1: Press on and see what we see what we find.
2: Yeah, and if we do get in a fight, we've got scrappiness behind us. We can pull it off, but okay, and it'll all be my fault if we all die. so I'll, I'll accept responsibility.
1: Well, <laughs> uh, I mean, I think Nash is really the only one in any actual danger, and that's fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> true.
3: Alright, so you exit out of the door, back into the uh, back into this railway. Jump on down and continue making your way down the passage. I need to everyone well you jump down carefully, we don't have to do any saves, but you remember that the, the patch there's ice patches on the ground, it's very icy. And as you continue down back into the darkness, you notice that the walls become slick with ice. That the ice on the ground gets even thicker. And after 10 more minutes of traversing down this very icy passage, you see light again at the end of the tunnel. And there's a small little station there that you can see off to the right of the rail station. But the thing that you notice the most is that behind the station is a large set of doors. These doors are large. They're about 40 feet high. They look to be made of steel. But the thing that's most remarkable about it is there trapped between a thick sheet of ice that coats all around the walls. Albert speaks up and says, this is what I mean! How are we supposed to get in here? There's a thick sheet of ice on that door!
4: You think there's something behind it?
3: Whatever a data center is, that's what's behind there.
0: Varel could flame up and hug the door. Melt it, perhaps. Might take time.
2: Yeah, I'll hold a hand up near it, not touching the ice, and see if I can melt a little bit of it.
3: Okay, as you move your hand close to the ice, you do see that it begins to sweat. And water begins to drop down and as the water gets lower to the ice it refreezes and begins making sort of a freezing ramp at the bottom
2: hmm. seems it is perpetually cold the parts I melt only cause ice in other places we would have to make strong attack against it in order to melt it all at once
1: well I Perhaps... know you and Nash both are capable of such things True. Uh, maybe fire
3: is not the answer, but breaking it is.
1: Do you have a method of breaking the ice? No, I hate violence. I abhor it.
2: Then what happens in your chamber of anuses?
3: <laughs> well, it's psychological <laughs> torment. I mean, I'm I'm okay with that, but I don't really like punching and kicking and cutting and dismembering. Not my cup of tea. Remember, torture isn't violence. Torture is an art.
1: What are the doors made out of? The steel. Oh. Yes. I am going to cast heat metal on the entirety of the door.
3: Can you cast it through the
1: ice? Um, let me see. Is it a touch range? Choose a manufactured metal object that you can see within range.
3: Okay, perfect. So you're going to heat the metal. Now, the magic of the heat metal means that it doesn't melt, right? It doesn't bring it to its. It's enough to damage whatever's touching it or give right. it up, but not to melt the door its... or the armor or whatever itself.
1: Right but in theory, I would think with the entirety of the surface now going boiling hot, and I can continuously allow this heat to pulse for a minute straight, I would think that that would be enough time to allow that water to, when it refreezes, be away from the door instead of on it.
3: Okay, so it's a very large door. Um, I don't know, but I would say one of the doors would be an object. So, okay. Okay. You're gonna cast heat metal? Yep. Okay, you cast heat metal, and the door begins, underneath begins glowing red. And you can feel that the door is definitely heating up, but it's hard to tell what's going on on the other side of the door that you can't see. But on the side that you can see, you begin to hear a as little cracks and hairline fractures begin opening up in the ice sheet in front of the door it looks like it's going to slide down and you're all standing in front
1: of it uh, gonna jump out of the way
5: okay
3: do you have to maintain the range it's concentration up to a minute
1: yeah concentration I have you're to be within 60 feet, feet of it you're going to have a hard time finding
3: safety from this.
2: Right, because this is the end of the tunnel, basically, right? There's no train here, yeah? No train. Yeah. Did, are the doors over the track? Like, there might be a train behind it. No, you? no, so there's a
3: subway station, which you can see under the ice. Is there's a rail station where you would get off and sit down on chairs, and then the door behind it, it's super large. Uh, but the ice is so thick that you can't even make it onto the off the tracks. Okay. And the metal's now being heated, and the ice sheet is starting. first ice sheet sort of slides off. <sighs> I need everyone to roll a dexterity save,
0: please. Shit. Please. That's my worst stat.
4: 22. 17.
2: 20 not
5: natural. 8! <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, you take seven points of damage. Everyone else dodges out of the way as a sheet of ice comes falling down from from underneath. Just slides down, and then it falls over like this, and people are able to jump out of the way. John, you take no damage, uh, but a piece of it, like icicle, hits you in the noggin. Or Nash, great, and nabs you for seven bludgeoning damage. Uh, More ice begins to shake
1: off. I'm gonna rel- not keep the spell going. This seems dangerous.
3: Okay, so as you let it go and it begins to cool off, the, this sheet of ice does come off. We <laughs> need everyone to roll a saving throw. A Wait, I want i
0: was gonna move out of the way before. There's nowhere I can really okay. move, though, right? Well,
3: no, you can move out of the way. Stanley's the only one that can't move out of the way. Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna move back, so
0: I'm not—I don't need another rando hit.
1: You know what? That's fine. I'm a dexterous elf. Bring it on. And You're gonna maintain I, it. I said that with a lot of confidence because I rolled a 22 on my save. Okay,
3: 13. All right, perfect. As this comes off, everyone is able. Now that they saw the first one, are able to more safely move down, take no damage. Stanley, you stay within range, but pretty soon a river of water just begins, just really cold, filling up the the um, the area, uh, the, the the rail, the railway and you're now sort of knee-deep in water as it's just flushing out like a giant waterfall from underneath the layers of ice. It's very cold, and there's a chance it refreezes.
2: Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, keep it going, Stanley! Wait! (laughs) Hang on. If the ice is attacking us... (laughs) (laughs) That's a good
1: question, so far. Uh,
2: Haven't attacked a hostile or taking damage since my last turn? Okay, cool. All right, so I will I will enter my rage, and I will attack the wall. And I'm going to help Stanley break up pieces of ice that would come flying at us, tank the okay, pieces so you... that fly at the team.
3: Okay, so I'm, I wasn't really planning on doing a combat turn order thing, but you want to be basically punching ice every turn?
2: Yes, and I'll be flame bursting, and...
3: And does that maintain your rage? Like, you if it's manage?
2: considered a hostile, otherwise I'll be tanking the... Hits from the wall to block it from Nash and Hope and okay. Stanley. Okay,
3: perfect. Uh, so you'll have to take hits because it's not hostile. It's, it's ice. It's benign. Um, so uh, yeah, so you're going to continue maintaining it for the full minute. Uh, Stanley, there... after all.
2: Wait, we're doing a minute of this? That, well, that, there's not yes. much ice.
3: There, it's it's like twenty feet thick of ice. A massive sheet of ice on the door. Covering the entire rail station. I mean, even at. Like, assuming all ice was repurposed and flown off the wall, it would fill the entirety of the railway in solid form. In liquid form, it might run off, you know, way farther down.
2: But that would be a minute of getting hit by ice. Yeah. Which would be about and 40 damage if we're lucky.
1: Possibly I mean, refreezing if possibly, from the water. If, It'll
3: probably take more than a minute to heat metal through it, but you could do it. It's going to require more than
2: one heat metal. I see. You slot—you
3: slot slot off maybe two feet of ice, and there's still 18 feet to go.
1: I think maybe we don't keep doing this. Okay.
2: Yeah,
3: and it's also sweating. The ice is sweating a lot. Like I said, there's now like a a knee deep of water on the ground, but it, it. it recedes quickly as it splashes down the railway the, the, the rail passage.
1: Yeah, I like I let go of the spell. Okay.
3: You let go of the spell and the water sort of dissipates and refreezes on the ground. Not freezing you in or locking you in, it spreads out and moves down, but you've added new layers of ice to the ground below. There remains 18 feet between you and the door. Very clear ice though. Can see through it quite well,
2: but the door is shut on the other side, right?
3: Well, I mean, the door is shut. There's no telling what's on the other side,
2: right, right? Just that, even if we cleared the ice, there'd still be a shut door. Is
0: the door sentient? Did <laughs> <laughs> someone talk to the door, see if we just unfroze it from its long slumber?
3: You'd have to talk through the ice, which might be difficult, although not impossible.
0: I'll go, door. Like, a few centimeters away from the ice. Okay. Respond if you're alive! There's no response. I think it's not one of the live doors. Taunt it. threaten it. You're a dick! (laughs) Nothing.
2: But with violence.
0: Oh. Uh, I'll smash at it hard with my staff.
3: Well, there's 18 feet of ice between you and the door.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I just whack it.
3: Swat the staff, and a little piece of ice chips off, sprinkles onto the ground.
0: I'll look back at Ferel and say, Nothing. It's a dead door.
4: Break it apart somehow, the ice?
0: Like the famous Jim Morrison. I got that from the chat room. Sorry, chat. Give you credit. Get it, dead door, get it? Too soon?
1: I mean, the method we were using was breaking the ice just fine. The problem is, it's all flying right at us.
2: Perhaps if we brought the laser guns.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) pretty sure that ship has sailed. Yeah, that was a long time ago.
2: Any other ideas? We've got a wealth of fire we can throw at it, for a time. Does
4: anyone have any explosives?
5: I have. (laughs) I see. I see. Nash's
3: got. Scott got up from drawing into like. Oh, let me check my big inventory. Yeah, I got. I still
0: have a lot of cool stuff. Like I could pull off this portable ram finally. I don't know if that's going to be enough room here to swing it or make any difference.
2: That's not a bad idea.
0: I have no explosives, though. I just have that. I'm all out of rope. I got two 10-foot poles. A riding horse with a saddlebag. We still got that. Some old cigarettes.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You said you would smoke those. Yeah, I smoked some
0: of them. I didn't smoke them all. Uh, but we could try the ram I'll suggest to the team I don't know if we have well I don't know that's a lot of ice if we have the strength for all of us to sort of grab a side and go
2: I mean what if we did that what if we had Stanley melt it with the melt door business and then Hope and I just slam the ice sheets as they came down with the portable ram
0: I mean, it's a,
1: I mean, we can certainly try it, and see Bo, if that uh, works.
0: Bo, I assume that the ram on this patch is like a handheld type ram. It's not like a machine or something, right?
3: Yeah, it's a ram like you see in um, you know medieval movies with the breaching castle, right? Okay. sort of holds it.
0: Okay, that's what I thought.
3: That's what I'm picturing. I also, yeah. I
0: kind of pictured that too. I just wanted to make sure before I'm I gonna read
3: out. it because it's not really something I've looked at. So uh, let's see. Wait, do you, it's just a patch on your thing?
0: Right? Yeah, it's just a patch I'd rip off, and suddenly we'd have it.
3: Yeah, I think I might have an entry in D and D Beyond, but I'd have to look at it. So, but yeah, I got it here.
2: Yeah, so, plus four to strength check, and if another character helps you wield it, you get advantage for breaking down doors. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, I'm willing to use it and I'll tell the team that if they want.
2: Uh a quick experiment. I will throw my I have Grojil shield at the wall. Okay.
3: So you light your arm on fire. And throw it at the wall. Yep. and uh, you know it hits it there's an intense sense of heat as sparks fly and pieces of ice shoot out. it seems to be particularly effective carving out a chunk uh, of the ice but you've maybe got you know three or four feet deep in the wound that you've done there's a bit of sweat from it melting a bit but it's not really an intense sort of heat uh, that's breaking it you get a little chunk out it might yeah. take a couple of days of doing that Assuming no new ice forms in the time. Damn. Do
2: that. Days. Days. All right. Cool.
3: You might. You could see yourself eventually getting through. Potentially, as long as your rate of destruction outpaced the rate of new ice being formed. You get the sense that something on the inside is very cold.
2: How long does the melt <laughs> metal go? A uh, minute. minute every time I cast it. And we were doing a foot uh, round.
3: Not exactly around, but we'll say, yeah, maybe 15 seconds. Uh, these are two feet. Pretty good clip.
2: Three rounds. That So that'd leave us seven. So I will make eight. it simple.
3: A foot, of, a foot of round. So 20 feet would be 20 rounds.
2: Okay, so we could do that in two casts. Do you have that ability?
1: I have one more second level slot, but I can cast it at higher levels. So, I guess to answer your question directly, I have four more casts of it, possible.
2: You got anything, Hope? Like a special ice hot bullet?
4: No, and I already summoned uh, (laughs) the last bullets for the day. And then I wiped out the lizard folk with the uh, the rocket.
1: Oh, right, the rocket. Someone break out a credit card and just start... Can you turn me into a fire elemental? I don't Uh, know. I can only be a creature, and I don't have the spell power for it. can only be a beast, he means... A beast. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. I could fireball, but we would all die.
1: I mean, we could stand back.
0: Yeah, and I have sorcery points to protect people.
1: Well,
3: I think fireball doesn't target objects, it doesn't affect objects.
0: I'm something. reading right now. Bright, spikeless, fire. I think it does, actually.
3: I, don't, I think that's probably
0: wrong. Hold on. Each but I, be creature. Her, but, no, it says each creature in a 20 foot radius, but it's. It's it where would it's affect centered.
3: like uh, flammable objects in the area and stuff like that. It's, it's. Yeah, but I think the the concern I'm trying to express is more that it's like um, it's very it's a flash and it's done. Yeah, it's not. need of ice heat. to get through, so you might be able to burst some of it out, but yes. ice is pretty tough to break through. You need like an ice pick and start wailing on it. Maybe.
4: Hope's gonna start looking around to see if maybe there are any hatches or anything.
3: Okay, investigation check.
4: Crawl spaces. 15
3: okay so you take an examination around looking for crawl spaces and vents in the ground maintenance hatches you find one little maintenance hatch but it really goes it doesn't go anywhere it's not a passage more so just that there's these vent covers that have electronics probably related to the maintenance of the rail cars on it Um, you don't see anything resembling a path down below up above is another matter
5: you notice
3: that there's some ventilation some aluminum ventilation running up above into the area above the door It's also covered in ice, but not as thick It's also 60 or 70 feet up so you'd have to find a way to get up there Take off the thinner part of the ice but definitely looks a lot easier to circumvent than the main door
4: Guys, look up Look, we could try that.
0: I could float up there.
2: And melt the ice. Yeah.
0: I don't know with what. I need... Maybe I could carry Stanley cradle style up there. And he could just touch it with his magic hot hand.
1: Yep, I don't think you actually know how any magic works.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I don't know if I can carry anyone in flight. Can I? I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Can I? You can carry
3: up to your weight limit.
0: Oh, Stanley's smaller than me.
3: So, what's your weight limit? Strength times 15, right?
0: Yeah. So, let's see. How much do
3: you weigh, John, Uh, with all your items?
1: Uh, let's find out. Stanley, I mean, not
3: John, Stanley.
1: Alright, Stanley weighs 188 pounds. And... Carrying, uh, forty-three pounds on top of that.
0: Oh, well, I weigh. My strength is. I only have eleven strength, so that's like what fifty-five.
3: So eleven times fifteen. Yep, calculated by zero times fifteen. You can carry. Uh, your encumbrance start starts at one hundred and sixty-five. Oh. So, once you have a little bit more on top of you, then you would fly, fly at half speed. And then once you had too much on you, you would have not be able to move at all. Okay. So I mean, with your own equipment, you're... plus Stanley, you probably won't be able to fly. Okay. You're
1: shooting fire all the time. Why don't you just blow up the ice and go up there yourself?
0: I don't know. I thought it would be fun. We could do something together for once.
1: Always yeah. trying to find a way
0: for me and Stanley to find common ground, but no... Even my this the little idea to go up there and do that. No good. Well, that's fine. And I'll start to ri- rise up by myself <laughs> with a flaming fist clenched tightly on one hand. And I'll rise up there ready to blast that thing with a firebolt. Not ball.
3: You're going to firebolt it?
0: Yeah. I mean, ball would be dumb. Right? All right. Make an attack roll.
4: But cool. It would
0: be cool. But...
1: <laughs> it would be pretty awesome.
0: All right. Wait, are we doing this for... Does that thing need to... Have hit? Does it need to try to save? It's
3: an attack roll. You need uh, to attack roll it.
0: This inanimate block of ice. Hold on. Alright, that <laughs> would be plus. So that puts it at. Oh, come on, die, fall. Uh, 16, looks like.
3: Okay. So you're able to hit it. Roll damage dice, please.
0: Alright, this is. Two D10 plus a third D10. Okay, so 3D10. Oops. One, two, three. That'd be 25.
1: Okay. Wow. Really? That was a crazy. strong firebolt. My really? Goodness.
0: 25 for Seven, nine, nine. You roll 3D8 or 2D8 now? 3D8. Or no, 3D10. 3D10? Yeah, because wow. I get 2D10. You get three D ten
3: at the eleventh level, so it's no, 2D I
0: get two D ten at fifth, don't I? No,
3: you get you get two D ten at fifth. You get three D ten at the eleventh,
0: but you're eight. Oh, I screwed that up then. Let's take. So you over. <laughs>
3: like, that sounds too strong for firebolt.
0: That
1: was a really good firebolt. Wait a minute.
0: Why does it say two D ten damage?
3: I mean, look at your sheet. It says two D ten. I don't think you have any other bolts. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh,
0: yeah, um, never mind. Hold on. You, I don't know. Let me reroll. That's still not bad. 14. Do Double sevens, 14. 14. Yeah.
3: Okay, perfect. So you fire the bolt at it, and you take a chunk off, and all the chunks of ice come sprinkling down on your face because <laughs> you shoot it up, but they don't damage you. Um, you'd make a little, you know, in... in. I should be parallel it? with
0: it, because I flew up there, floated yeah. it up there.
3: Yeah, you flew up and fired up. Um, You took some pieces off, and so it shattered it. You didn't get very far into it. The thing about the fire damage is that while it's effective against the ice, it needs a sustained source of heat in order to be able to melt it or make significant gains on it. So your hit... Uh, knocks off a chunk, but there's still, you know, three feet of ice between you and the ventilation that you can crawl into.
0: All right, well, I'll shout down that that's what happened, that I need more. We need more heat. So how thick All is right. it? All yeah. right,
1: you said it was between 60 and 70, Bo. That's the difference in me being able to hit it or not. Which is which seventy? A...
3: So slightly out of range. Okay. I'm
1: going to make it easy for you.
3: I might be able to climb on someone
2: and be able
1: to reach them. Lorel, well, you want to give me a boost?
2: I'll overhead press you. Yeah. Alright. Are you able
3: to take his whole weight?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I got it.
3: No <laughs> <It's> strong, Lizard. <laughs> uh, 20 strength. He's, a, he's much stronger. Okay, so you climb on top of it. I'll need a acrobatics check from from both of you, please.
2: Might that be athletics for me? Or is he flipping?
3: You've got to help him balance on top of you, so I prefer acrobatics. You can easily take the strength side of things.
1: (laughs) It's a 13 for me. 17.
3: Okay. With some wobbling, Stanley, you're able to get on top of his shoulders, and now you're standing upright on top of his shoulders.
1: All right. Point my hand up. What are you heating? And heat metal on the vent.
3: All right. So the vent begins glowing... White hot. And it begins raining on top
1: of you guys. Yep.
3: As water as it begins to sweat and water begins to drip down. As it drips down, it hits the surface, it starts to freeze over again. But then it's was a full torrent and Nash is up there too trying to do his fireball thing, so he's getting so you're now getting rained on as well.
0: Great. As long as this doesn't <laughs> cause damage, I'll be alright.
3: There's no damage, but it's all wet
0: and very
3: cold. You're gonna catch hypothermia, man.
0: My underwear's off at this point, right? doesn't it's not blowing. No, it's on. You need, you need <laughs> it to fly. <laughs> no, what I mean is, <laughs> I don't mean, I don't mean off like off my body. I mean off like not blowing air on me. No,
3: it's on. You're currently being air conditioned, and you're flying. If you turn it off, you will fall to the ground.
0: Alright, It can't. It has to run to float. Well, I'm gonna go back down then, because I don't want to freeze okay. to death.
2: All right.
3: <laughs> you're you're definitely very cold because the air conditioning's going. Um, you run back down, you turn it off, you're no longer floating. Eventually a piece breaks off, and it goes to fall down on everybody. Uh, you have to make a dexterity save, everyone, in order to avoid damage. Stanley can't make a dexterity save, because he's on top of Varel. Fourteen. Twelve. Eleven. Alright, now I'll need you to make an acrobatics check as Vorel dodges out of the way very suddenly <laughs> to avoid the falling ice. You need to maintain your balance, sir.
1: Uh, it's a
3: 21. Alright, you do it easily. He's like, It's like he's a feather upon your shoulders. He just always knows the exact spot where to stand, and where to shift his weight. And you guys run
5: together <laughs> without slipping on the ice
3: and without hitting at any of the chunks hitting you. And a big chunk falls off and it opens up in the vent and you see a large steam of cold air to sort of blow out of the vent. It looks like there's nothing in the vent that you might be, one might be able to climb inside.
1: Alright, Nash, get up there. Why me? Because you've got magical floating underwear.
0: Great. I'll turn it on. <laughs> Start flying up there. <laughs> His
2: underwear is removable. If one was more brave than Nash, we could wear his underwear.
0: Hey, Stanley, you want to wear my sloppy seconds?
1: (laughs) Uh, Definitely not. (laughs) Definitely freezing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll float up there and get in. If I go. That. it
3: means what you think <laughs> no, I know it means. No, I
0: know what it means, but it's definitely something he would say. Something Nash would say.
5: Nash, <laughs> It's definitely something Nash would say.
0: It is. It's totally something he'd say.
5: Nash,
1: you are, as much as I hate to say it, <laughs> injured, and I don't think you're the best candidate for this uh, mission. Oh, well, you
0: just said, stay, you just said, get up
1: here. No, you said, do... Do I want your sloppy seconds? With oh. <laughs> ignoring the flaws with what you just said <laughs> does raise a good point that you shouldn't be the one to go up there. Okay. I'll take your word for it. So take off the magical floating underwear, please.
4: All
0: right. I'll uh, step out of my, my, sk- my sk- skiv- skivvies. I want them back, nice. though,
1: I say as I do it.
4: We could trade and, them off, yeah? We all get up there?
1: I am prestidigitating them uh, five times. Great.
3: Uh, <laughs> you press to digitate them five times, and you do get some of the stink off, but it's almost like there's magically imbued stink from his cancerous tumors. that. All right,
1: I press out. to digitate them three more times, and then for the final digitation act, I change to create a pleasant smell.
3: Okay, so there's a perfume smell over top, <laughs> but you definitely do see the little skin mark in it.
1: And like it seems, Superman, it, seems it has
3: magical resistance. This skin mark,
1: like Superman, they are going on on the outside. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so you put them all over top of <laughs> Well, you
5: that's kind of cool. what mine are. They're on, my,
0: they're on my. my bandages. Sorry, go ahead. All right. Yeah, it's not a
3: skin mark of um shit. It's a skin mark of like tumor stuff.
1: It yeah. doesn't matter. It
0: leaks through
3: the bandage.
1: Sure. Doesn't matter. Yeah, he doesn't care. It changes nothing about what I just did. Yeah. Tumor juice. Ugh. I press the digitator one more time. Up. And down.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. But you now feel like as though you can float and and you feel air conditioned. Uh, it's too cold, considering it's already cold here.
1: Okay. It's fine.
3: Up All we right. go. You begin floating up. Takes a little second to get used to it because the source of the movement is your crotch and not like your feet or your arms or something like that. Like a seat that can move you up. It's more like sitting rather than flying, really. Anyways, you float to the top and you are now close to the vent.
1: Alright, I'm gonna climb in and I imagine the with the uh, AC and all of that, it's getting super cold. The
3: vent to the touch, it chills your skin to the touch. Almost to the point where like your skin's almost sticking. You can kind of see ice forming as you like go to look inside. You see that the passageway is open, but you already begin to see ice forming uh, on the sides of the vent. It might not be open for long. Down Ooh. the vent, you see nothing but vent. It okay. just leads past where the doorway was.
1: I'm going to as quickly as possible because I can't imagine they're going to do me any favors ACing me pull the underwear off and make my way down the vent as quick as I can. Oh, and drop them. Drop the underwear down. Okay, the, so the do the you have half below. your
3: body in the vent, half of it out kind of thing?
1: Yeah, and we're going so the, no so, to use the... hot
3: get comfortable. Yeah.
1: It's fine. I'm Mage Hand to pull the underwear down. Okay,
3: so you just <laughs> oh, oh, magic oh, you see hand. Stanley, Stanley's legs and like diplomacy on <laughs> his belt hanging out, and he just Mage Hands the underwear off and drops them down onto the ground he climbs into the vent. The the underwear hit They drop on Ash's head (laughs)
5: They land where they may
1: (laughs) (laughs) Alright and I'm crawling Fast as I can You hear Stanley crawling through the vent
4: Alright Hope will go to grab them And she'll pull them up but they get Stuck under her tail Yeah they're stuck under her tail she'll try to Float with them Kind of on
3: yeah, they're still on pretty snugly and still work, but yeah, there's a little part where they don't cover your butt because your tail's in the way.
0: You could put them on backwards like because no, they got the little flap, right? Like whitey tighties. Oh, oh, that's right. And you, then you'd have, have to go,
4: I mean, this is a long tail. It's like Burrell's tail, so you'd have to start with the opening <laughs> at the end of the tail <laughs> and then, like, get your legs in there. So- <laughs> I, the logistics.
0: <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good point.
3: I mean, you'd have to lie on the ground to get them on, basically. Just you
2: are it. all limited by your understanding of clothing, of which I have none. Wear it like a shirt.
4: Hope's already halfway up.
5: <laughs>
3: all <right>. Hope's already <laughs> made, like begin <laughs> making her way up. All right, You see the vent, and you see Stanley sort of crawling in the vent, and he looks back at you. The, the vent is cold to the touch.
4: Cool. I'll get in securely, I guess, what, two hands, and then one leg, and then I'll... Show me off the underwear and pass it down.
3: Okay, you show me off the underwear, the underwear floats down, lands on Nash's head. Great.
4: <laughs> and I'll start following Stanley through the vent.
3: Alright, who's next?
0: I mean, who's left? Oh, I guess Pharrell's left. Pharrell and you. Pharrell, do you want to try this?
2: I'm afraid your clothing may be damaged by my wear. Please, you first.
5: Well...
0: Okay. I don't want to ruin these things. We could try your way, uh, where you wear it on your head or something. It shouldn't matter where you wear it. See if you- Get up in the vent! See if you float at all if you put this on your head. And I'll just go... I'll kind of, like, put it over the top of his lizard head a little bit.
2: These are elastic, no? Yeah. And I'll go to put it on Aladdin-style, like, where, you know, <laughs> down one arm and then put my other arm through the other hole <laughs> so I have kind of, like, a tiny vest. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: All right. It locks into, you feel it lock into place, and you feel with your will that you would be able to lay <laughs> yourself in the float, and you sort of float a foot off the ground. But it's weird. You're kind of being pulled by your, the back of your nape, like you would a youngling, perhaps. You'd bite the back of their neck to move them around. Yeah, I'll
2: put my arms out. If I can carry my, my weight, I can take Nash. Embrace me, Nash.
3: All right.
0: <laughs> That's true. He can totally carry me. Yeah.
3: All right. So you jump into his arms.
0: Uh, how do you, like, like, like this style? Like yeah, with the legs
3: over
2: his one spine? arm and the, the body yeah. up here and with his arms around my neck.
0: Kind yeah, of thing. like we're crossing okay. the threshold to our honeymoon suite.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Kick open the door.
0: Yep. I All like right, it. so you float up
3: into the middle of the air that way.
2: Gone with the wind. Yep, yeah. <laughs> with, the,
3: with the underwear on your back, Aladdin style, and you <laughs> you move up to the vent. Who goes in
2: first? What do you guys do? I would lift him
0: in. Right. Do you? you
3: lift him into the vent. The vent's cold to the touch, snatch, and but you see hope and uh, Stanley ahead, traipsing through the vent.
0: All and right, you follow. Okay,
3: Burrell.
2: Right. I'll climb in.
3: All right, as you climb in, you hear a voice call after you. Um,
2: I'm gonna stay out here. Coward. Is
3: over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to cold temperatures. This really isn't the place for me. You guys will be okay, right? I'll wait for you here. I don't want to get any colder.
0: Is it colder in the well, vent than it here. is where he is?
3: It's definitely colder in the vent. Everything you're touching is, like, freezing you right now. Everything's ice, and you can feel the ice forming along the vent as everyone makes their way through the vent to the other side, where the vent passage leads down. Freaking Tedna 2.0 on this guy. it No one knows. At least, not no one, until next week.
0: Oh! There will be dungeons. We'll continue. Yes! Very exciting! We're in an event.
2: It's an
0: event man. Yeah, it's like, uh, uh, it's our own little, uh, what's the movie? Die Hard. It's like Die Hard.
2: Event server. Yeah. yeah,
0: come to LA, have a few laughs, that whole thing. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, 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 mother effer. Anyway, Bill Clay, that whole thing. Hey, that's great. Next week, we'll pick it right up where we did it this time. This will be next Sunday, the 25th. So come on back and be a part of that if you want to know how things turn out for our fateful crew. Uh, until then, a couple of quick notes. It's important that people know this uh we have a support system we built it ourselves it's over at ThereWillBeDungeons.com. you just click on the link and boom you're in and there's lots of levels you can get including ones that send you physical stuff digital rewards bonus shows all sorts of stuff that you get over there that you can't get any other way and there's even a way for you just to support the show at a very low level if that's all you want to do which we would love if you like what we're doing please head on over there and show your support today that's it there will be dungeons.com and uh the last couple of weeks i've been able to crank out some art uh based on some of the stuff we do and i just finished this uh i haven't even shown these guys yet but i did a security monkey that i really like so if you want if you want a print of that security monkey that will be in next month's uh physical and digital rewards so worth getting go check it out that's it there will be dungeons.com i think that's everything Oh, any final words of wisdom for our listeners before we head on out of here?
3: Uh, no. All right, well, no words. No Just words at all. hang here.
0: Fantastic. Uh, that will do it be for good. us then. Don't go to hell, or <laughs> you'll meet Albert in the chamber of endless anuses. Freaking hate that guy. Uh, next week we'll be back in the uh, the big anus. That is the show. So be here then. That's uh, three. Or, no, sorry, four. Uh, three p.m. Uh, Pacific. Four p.m. Mountain. Uh, six p.m. Eastern time. Each and every Sunday. there will be dungeons for me for Bo for John for Kyle for Kristen we'll see you next time this show is part of the Frog Pants Network Network. get more shows like this at (laughs) frogpants.com
5: (laughs) BUR <laughs>